all, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. Um, David, I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling, but man, oh man, have I watched a fuck ton of Lucha Underground. And I, I, I dare say we are starting a, a new chapter in that, in that saga. A whole, a new chapter, a new season, you might even call it. Yeah, goddamn, who, who, who to thunk? God, wrestling can be done in seasons? Impossible. Yeah. I, that, this shit is year round, I tell you. That's true. And for this season's premiere, we decided to bring on a special guest. We've won him yes. on this podcast for quite a while. Another, another new, uh, a new uh chapter in our podcast we now have had every member of the core friend group on the show uh so please tell us uh, who the fuck are you hi i'm curtis happy to be on here guys <laughs> hell yeah bro. yeah we we've wanted we we've known we wanted you for lucha underground and i'll explain that in a second for a while but because of its seasonal nature we figured let's let we gotta we should wait till like a season premiere that seems like a good yep time to throw somebody in there absolutely um so we actually um last time we we saw you interpersonally uh you gave us a bit of this rundown um but for first time guests what we always like to add is like we always like to start with asking is what is your background if any with pro wrestling Okay, so for me, there was a period of time in my life where I was really, really into wrestling for a while. Uh, my cousin got me introduced through like the uh, SmackDown versus Raw games. To Ooh. yeah, to the yeah. point. Yep, yep, to the point where it was like I was buying like a bunch of action figures, watching wrestling all the time, uh, and occasionally, as I think most people have probably done once they've gotten into wrestling. Uh, tried out some of the moves on uh, my older cousin a couple of times. <laughs> mm. uh, probably discussion because of that. Uh, I have uh, to admit, I still have yet to do the the trying moves on people thing. So I'm I'm behind you on that one at least. You're a, <laughs> you outrank me a little bit in that case. Fuck. All right. We we'll have to, next time I'm in Detroit, David, where I'm gonna have to just like start doing moves on each other. <laughs> well, see, we I already I already I, I already have my uh, my pro wrestling style hot dog eating competition league. Going, oh, so, brother! But you 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 why not just add straight up wrestling into that? I'm I'm mm -hmm. here for it. We could we could have a nice little exhibition match. It could be some bonus Patreon content. I think that's a great idea. I see nothing that can go wrong. Mm. All right, uh, so Curtis, you follow the you follow the traditional method that many people do of getting into it as a child and growing out of it, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, for the most part. It's one of those things where it never fully goes away, so if I hear something about it occasionally, mm -hmm. the old, like, nerd out will start happening again, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I grew out of it, I'd say. Sure. Okay, that's fair. A lot of people do. I didn't even get into it until I was 16, so I am the weirdo here. I didn't get into it until I was, like, 22. <laughs> All right, so Lucha Underground. Um, It was a short-lived, uh, relatively short-lived uh, wrestling show on the El Rey Network uh, with executive producer Robert Rodriguez and a lot of other, uh, some writers who had history in the wrestling uh, industry. And... It's basically like a super stylized telenovela, but wrestling. Mm -hmm. So wrestling. Is uh, yes, but it's, <laughs> yes. Really, 
fair, but it's leaning into it more. Yeah, but you, but, but like, but like, you've watched uh, WWE. That that that's the wrestling that you consume, right? Oh, absolutely. But I, yeah, I, I feel like anyone who's watched wrestling and then has watched a soap opera of any kind has definitely noticed like some of the parallels and some of the behind the stage stuff. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, the one thing I will say that I, I I'll be interested to get your take on the back half is like the presentation is like it leans into that soap opera like telenovela aesthetic um mm. it, like like especially if you watch any of the like pre-tape segments it looks like telenovela style like camera quality sort of thing yeah it's not um, it's not it's not the kind of like wwe that like just stick a camera backstage and talk into it yeah no kind of idea it's like full scenes in a in an actual mm -hmm. like drama uh but also i think a bit more than the usual telenovela it's got a lot of supernatural bullshit too it does <laughs> uh it it lucha underground is ostensibly uh, so the setting of lucha underground is the temple a <laughs> a, a an illegal fighting club it's a fight club it's just in boil in Boyle heights california and a lot of the wrestlers involved are vaguely supernatural. I am, as part of uh, kind of like explaining, because we are coming off the season one finale, I'll go over the what happened. I'll remind for the viewers, remind them what happened in the season one finale. And I'll explain a lot of the characters. You'll you'll get mm -hmm. a sense of it. But it's, it's bonkers. It, they get sillier and sillier as they go along. I, mm -hmm. I am strapping myself in in preparation. Let's, let's yes yeah all, all right. right we have a lot let's quickly, to recap yeah. let's quickly and run through the ultima lucha card from the season one finale mm -hmm. so we had cage defeating the mac cage is basically big beefy muscle boy and he is the machine, the machine. he is not a man he is a machine you know everybody's favorite type of machine a cage yes <laughs> we had an entire thing about this it was a whole <laughs> it was a whole thing i i suppose if like if an inclined plane is a machine, then I'm assuming a cage yeah. can be a machine. Yes. That that's that's the I think the argument I made early on. Or like you can have like mechanized cages, like you know, things that are that that are electrified to like swing open and close to certain I I'm just saying, it's not impossible. And Willie yeah. Mac is also just like a a, a big boy. Yeah, he is he is he is a little he is a chunky boy, but also he can fly. He is he is a he is acrophatic, as they might say. Ah, ah ha ha. Also, I do just need to clarify because you did start talking about supernatural stuff here. Mm -hmm. This person is one not actually a machine, and two cannot actually fly. Correct? Um, yeah. Oh, that's Cage, a good Cage, no. Cage. We don't know he's the fish. He. I don't. We've never had. We. They've never tried to Im imply he's a real machine, but like he could be in this universe. Don't they still like call him the machine on AEW though? Yeah, that's just his normal nickname. But in like regular yeah. wrestling, that's just a nickname. In Lucha Underground, he could be the Terminator. This is true. <laughs> this is true. We 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 never. It's never. It is yet to be confirmed or denied. I would be a little Willie Mac, and Willie Mac is just a normal dude. In, yeah, we there do are have some normal dudes in this. We universe. do have some normal dudes. Mm. Yes. All right. Speaking of the supernatural bullshit, uh, for <laughs> a, a trio for the trios championship. Oh god here, damn they it! Don't, they don't have tag team titles. They have trios titles, which is three v three, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, the disciples of death defeated defeated on Helico, Evilise, and Son of Havoc. 
Uh, those last three we call on this podcast fun and dysfunction because basically they were a love triangle that turned into a tag team friendship. But yeah, they barely they like, like or work together. Yeah, they all kind of hated each other, but they like kept they they won the tag team champions with the championships by like the power of friendship and sheer luck, and then they just kept defending them. Yeah, but they have lost the belts to the disciples of death. I'm still trying uh, to figure out if this is goals or not at this point. <laughs> You'll hopefully we'll see them in these two episodes, and we will, you will see that they are very much goals. Yes. The team fun and dysfunctional is extremely goals. Uh, but you know who's not goals? The fucking disciples of death. Fuck right, those. So, okay, I'm I, I'm gonna give more of an explanation when we get to the main leader of this group, but basically they are the putties to a death cult. And they're like zombie boys. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you don't... say a word putties. What do you mean by putties? Oh, like uh, Power Rangers. The foot soldiers from season, from the first few seasons of Power Rangers. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They they have they, they read they literally read like putties. They do like you you'll like you'll see them and you're like damn look at these <laughs> like absolute goo Nuff, literal goons. If only they had a fucking symbol in the middle of their chest you could hit to make them explode. Yeah, and then we had uh, Drago defeating Hernandez in a lumberjack strap match. There. <laughs> yes. We're not gonna we don't need to explain the rules of that, but what you do need to know. Hernandez is another one of those just a dude kind of guys, mm -hmm. but Drago is a dragon. And in fact, he had a he had a whole bit where he was one of the last surviving dragons on earth, and so he reincarnated himself into a human form to survive. But he can transmogrify back into a dragon. The he can he fly. In, he can fly. He can, he can, he can actually fly. fly. He can breathe fire. Uh, implied. We never see it except they off use, screen. They use off-screen effects to do that stuff, but like yeah. we're supposed uh, to believe he is, he can do dragon shit. And it, the it, reason he was in a beef with normal dude Hernandez was essentially because for some reason Hernandez was jawjacking at the crowd about how dragons aren't real, even though by this by Lucha Underground's version of history, yes, they fucking are. He's basically doing anti-dragon creationism. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they were in a feud is yeah, because one of them's a creationist against the other i guess of course no 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 and dragons aren't real i saw this facebook post <laughs> <laughs> it's all a conspiracy it is next you're gonna tell me the earth is older next, next you're gonna tell me the earth is older than six thousand years oh god <laughs> think, think, thinking about dragons and this kind of shit. all the dragons died in the flood <laughs> Dude, I'm, dude, okay, I but I Curtis, I have to thank you because mm. now the image of Hernandez as a Facebook boomer just I think that's so because like this motherfucker walks around in like cargo shorts and he has like Joe Rogan, Andrew Tate tier like energy to him. Oh, I God. think you might just be right. Like, fuck, like he he definitely seems like one of those dudes who like you know you you like hang out with him and like maybe you're like smoking some weed or something. And he's like he's like. Yeah, man. No, I just don't. I don't. I don't trust that. Like the the people in the government are humans. You know, man. They might be like lizards or some shit. Or I or guess in this, in this case, in this case, I guess it's the opposite. Man, I, I man, I, I trust the the. I don't trust those lizards in wrestling are real lizards. I think they're humans or some shit, man. <laughs> it's always it's always weird whenever the crazy person turns out to be the person saying that it's not actually lizard people. Yeah. yeah. 
And in this case, that is the case. You're crazy if you don't believe in wizard lizard people in the Lucha Underground universe, mm-hmm. as you do. Yep. Uh, so then we had Johnny Mundo versus Alberto defeating Alberto El Patron. We don't need to go deep into this one because uh, several wrestlers did not come back to the show after the first season. Alberto El Patron was one of them. Thank uh, God. But, but one, but Johnny Mundo is basically another normal dude, but he is like this cocky air. He wears like these like furs and he's a cocky douchebag. Um, oh, actually, um, you'll probably know this guy, John Morrison. The name might have, might have been too, that he might come too late for Curtis. I don't know when That's, Curtis stopped uh, watching. Um, Hold on. You you me. might recognize him when you see him. He does parkour. Mm-hmm. That's that's the main he's thing. He's also about parkour, bro. He does parkour. Uh, I think I was on the. I just looked up this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. John Morrison. I think was on like the tail end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. All right. Then we had Pentagon Junior defeating Vampiro. Yes. So Pentagon Junior is a skeleton ninja man although i don't think he's actually a skeleton but he does have a skeleton mask yeah and he is obsessed with breaking people's arms mm-hmm. to, to as sacrifices to his master uh and he he fought vampiro who was who is one of the commentators of the show he's a mexican wrestling legend and after defeating him vampiro revealed that he is the dark master that Vamp- that Pentagon has been serving this whole time. Yeah. And this was all the final test to get him to reveal himself. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm assuming he is a vampire as well. In in uh, kayfabe, probably. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the kayfabe on that one is. Hmm. He does have sharp teeth though. Yes. Uh then we have we had a seven-way match for the Gift of the Gods championship. So in Lucha Underground, they do a lot of imagery, Aztec imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Gift of the Gods is inspired by the seven ancient Aztec tribes that fought for dominance. It's all bullshit. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of weird lore bullshit. bullshit. It's, it's, and the, I'm going to have, I'm looking up the tribes again because Curtis deserves to know. Oh, dear God. <laughs> seven why? Tribes. Please. Please end, please end with the memeiest of the tribes, Austin. I just, I just, I feel like you should end with the meme tribe that we both know is the meme tribe. I okay, I, I'll end it. I, I think I know which one you mean. But okay, yeah, I seven, think you know too. The seven tri- canonical tribes of Lucha Underground are the Deer Tribe, the Jaguar Tribe, the Eagle Tribe, the Death Tribe, the Reptile Tribe the rabbit tribe, and the moth tribe. (laughs) Moths, baby! Very important creatures in ancient Azteca. Oh, Oh, I can't... We'll we'll get to moth tribe. And Curtis, basically what you need to know about the the gift of the god... So, like, there were these seven medallions that people won all, like, throughout the whole season, and then once all seven medallions were won, they were collected into a belt... That is that that then was competed for in this final uh, this final match in the last kind of like episode, mm-hmm. and basically the belt just it's it's money in the bank. It is mm-hmm. if you have this belt, you can cash it in for a title shot. Um, except they 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 made a little jab at money in the bank where the 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 kayfabe commissioner is like, yeah, except you have to like 
tell me in advance that you're going to cash it in so I can actually market the match. I like actually marketing my championship matches. Wink, yeah. wink. So it's, and it's also like any other belt, it can be won or lost uh, off. So that yeah. will come up on this episode. Uh, but yeah, the seven participants of the gift of the gods championship match were uh Phoenix who won the match. He, he is a Phoenix. He, he is, a Phoenix. is a person, but he is a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aerostar, who is spa- a spaceman and so much more, but I'm, I can't give away the story. God, yeah. I, I thought he was a normal dude until, like, in one of the very last shots of the last episode, we see him fucking blasting off to space. And it's like, what? What is happening? Aerostar said, I must go. My planet. My planet. Aerostar died back on the way to his home planet. All right. Uh, Bengala, who is a tiger man. Yeah. <laughs> uh big Rick, who you don't need to know because he didn't come back. He's dead. That's Jack- that's a that's a shame. I I I'm very fascinated in the clearly in-depth backstory of Big Rick. Uh He's I, a I, big- have, I have a thing to say about his death in the back. He does have a it. he does have some backstory we can tell you about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jack Evans, who is a normal dude, but basically he is the whitest boy from Seattle and also thinks he is God's gift to Lucha Libre. First and claims to have invented. To make Lucha people Libre. mad at him. I, I can see how it's working. I already hate this man. <laughs> yep. Uh, King Cuerno, yep. who is a big game hunter, and he hunts other people. Yeah. I think they just call that a serial killer at this point. Like, But... But, but he, uh, he he targets he people with animal, animal aesthetics. Yeah. So, he, you know. He only goes after the animal-themed people. So... Oh, hmm. Now, okay. So he's basically a monster hunter. In that I, case. Because they're supernatural in a way, people, in a I'm way. A little bit. He also did have a tiny feud with, or like, he the just other, hate like... That could Ooh. also be oh. it. <laughs> we need to consider... But maybe he just hates furries. <laughs> That's my headcanon now. King Cuerno hates furries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. King Cuerno despises furries. Uh, so. Uh, Curtis has went to go get food. So now we get to riff for a few minutes. We get to, we get to, we get to, we get to vibe. I do, I, I do then wonder. So. He had the feud with, um, he had the mini feud with Deadshot, which is like, or Killshot. Killshot. Fuck. I always, I'm always on like the verge of calling him like Deadshot or Deathstroke. Fucking goddamn. There are too many wrestlers mm-hmm. that try to style themselves after those motherfuckers. No, um, so he, he had the, he had the mini rivalry with, um, Killshot. Jesus Christ. So like. And that was clearly because, like, he's the other marksman-themed wrestler. Yeah, there is a the... guy named Killshot who also is big into, looks like he's really a big gun enthusiast. And but so now him and Cuerno had a beef because it's like, you're you're encroaching on my territory here, pal. But now I have to wonder if Killshot also hates furries. And it wasn't it wasn't a battle of the furry, a uh, battle of the marksmen. It was a battle of the furry haters. And if they could be more powerful as a duo of furries. Do we thought. have any evidence of uh, Killshot hating furries? That's my question. Not no, yet. He has yet, to, he has yet to go after the same targets. But as, we have, as, we have no. several more seasons for this to potentially we do. play out. We do. Excellent. More to come. Right. 
Yeah. And finally, Sexy Star. This feels like a good yes. point to bring up is that in Lucha Underground, all wrestling is intergender wrestling. Yes. Uh, they, don't, they don't have separate women or men's divisions. And so Sexy Star, uh, she is sexy. She is a star. All women are sexy. All women are stars. Uh, she's kind of just not a like, literal star, though. <laughs> she's not a literal star. She's more, she's just kind of like the inspirational hero for all the young girls of Mexico. Squad W. And they and Phoenix won the belt for the gift of the gods. So he is in line to face the champion, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm skipping Blue Demon Jr. versus Tejano because half the people involved in that match aren't in the show anymore. I don't Good. care. Good. And now, and in the final match, we had Prince Puma, the Lucha Underground champion, a, a kid from Boyle Heights who, who rose up and was champion for almost the entirety of the first season taking on Mil Muertes, the leader of the aforementioned death cult. Mil Muertes mm. is a literal zombie. He basically died in, a, in an earthquake when he was but a child and was found by Katrina, who is like a, who is like a witch ghost. And yep. now, <laughs> yeah, and he in fact died in, in story during season one and he was resurrected and became more powerful than ever because of it. Yeah, he's kind of like a uh, luchador version of The Undertaker, <laughs> namely in that his valet has a special magical item that when held up makes him more it's powerful. A, it's the rock from his, the earthquake that destroyed his home. <laughs> and also whenever he beats people in matches, Katrina licks his his now defeated opponents. With the lick of death. The lick of death, yes. I don't like him. I don't like there. that part. I don't <laughs> like the lick of death. <laughs> right. So Mil Muertes murdered Prince Puma's um, <laughs> mentor, Conan, and Good. by doing... Because in Lucha Underground lore, if you get stuffed in a coffin, you die. <laughs> and yes. if you die in Lucha Underground, you die in real life. It is symbolic of death to be put in a coffin <laughs> on this show. And they stuck Conan in a coffin and made Prince Puma watch. Yes. So Conan just isn't showing up anymore. He is dead. And then Mil Muertes beat Prince Puma to become the new champion. Yeah. Huh. That that yeah. was a lot within like 30 seconds to process 100 percent there um, yeah welcome to lucha underground it can be yes so now we have a couple of non-wrestling match related beats i need to hit because this is where the show really shines in its insanity so yes throughout the season the main uh owner of the company is dario cueto who mm-hmm. is this skeezy businessman who has a serial killer monster brother locked in the basement and, Mat- and his name, name is Matanza. Jeff. His name, his name is his real, Jeff. That's his real name in the show. It's Matanza Cueto. <laughs> um, don't confuse it. All right. And then, so throughout season, throughout season one, there was this woman, Black Lotus, who was being trained by an old luchador, El Dragon Azteca, because Matanza murdered her parents and she wants revenge. She gets to the temple. She is immediately captured and thrown in a jail cell in the basement along with where Matanza is. And Dario explains, and I don't know why she believes this. We don't have any reason to think Dario is a truthful person that in fact, Matanza didn't murder her parents. Uh, El Dragon Azteca did because of a gang war dispute. Um, So El Dragon Azteca comes to the temple to try to save his pupil, knowing 
that there is a prophecy about him that if he steps into the temple, he will die. And I need to I need to throw in here this prophecy, Curtis, got thrown in like in super the second, last, to last ep- the second to like, last episode. They bring up this prophecy and then thing. he showed up at the temple, and some guy who I don't know who the fuck this guy was. Some guy greets him at the temple door, is like, you can't come in here. You know what the prophecy says. And I'm like, what fucking prophecy? And then and then he says something about, like, uh, El Dragon Azteca says something that implicates that now former champion Prince Puma, who, I will keep in mind, up until now, his only thing is that he is the champion, that he's a scrappy little guy who's trying to maintain, he's trying to maintain his championship, implicates that he's part of this too, I guess. They just keep throwing shit. Yes, and they said yes and, and they ran with it. All right. So El Dragon Azteca gets down to the basement, and Black Lotus has fully bought into the idea that he murdered her parents. And so she murders El Dragon Azteca, and Dario freaks out about this. Dario, so who, now, may I add, was not 10 seconds before egging her on to murder him freaks out as soon as the deed is actually done so now that a murder has taken place in the t- taken place of a major figure he's uh, like they... why'd you do that you stupid bitch you just ignited a gang war and it's like you Dar- told her to dario lotus and matanza have packed up and are on the run from potential authorities and, uh, and i, and I also feel the need to, to, to add the add the detail that Dario and Black Lotus are driving like a pickup truck, and they have like a fucking like cattle trailer behind them. To and that's Matanza. where Matanza is in the cattle <laughs> trailer. We still haven't seen Matanza at this point. We see that he's been kept behind like the bars of a cell, but we haven't actually seen him. And then like we just get like a shot of his eyes uh, from the mm-hmm. trailer. It, yeah, yeah, it's your insane. face, Curtis. Is, is yeah. <laughs> so, so. Dario is now a, fled the temple, and I'll go ahead and spoil a small plot beat of that is part of this episode is that now Katrina and and the disciples of death have taken over the temple, and now they're in control of the place. Wait, so it's not Dario getting a new temple; it's it's Katrina and disciples of death are just now the kayfabe commissioners. They are in charge now. Yes. What the uh, fuck? Honestly, sounds like a setup for a uh, return to the rightful king-like scenario type thing or whatever. Yeah, except Dario is also a spiteful heel. So what the fuck? Yeah, they're, these are two assholes taking duking it out with each other. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and then sec- at the end of the first season, okay, Moth Tribe boy. Uh, up in the in late in the first season, we had Marty Martinez uh, debut, and he was basically like a fanboy who swore that he had Aztec blood, bro. He, he, he deserved to be in the temple and fight. This is his birthright. And everyone treated him as a creepy little dork. And at the end of the first season, he kidnaps Sexy Star and intends to have him meet her his sister. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> oh, and I, I feel the need to illustrate. When we see that Sexy Star has been kidnapped, it's in like a pre-tape that's like a bunch of like little bookend pre-tapes at the end of the season finale it's mostly people like wholesomely being like see you down the road pal and then they leave the and then they get in their cars and leave the temple and then suddenly there's a kidnapping plot yeah like sexy star is bound from like neck to toe completely cocooned in rope and we just see like her in a fucking like basement with like a swinging light over her and marty being like 
This is only the beginning. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> also, I, I one more thing to complete the image of, of Marty the Moth Martinez is that his like wrestling tights look like slightly soiled tidy whities, which I think is just perfect. He he is hey. creepy, he is a, he is a creepy little fuck. He's a creepy little bastard, and I hate him. Yep. So that is the setup here at the end of, for Lucha Underground season two. Um, interesting of note. Before one last thing before we go ahead and jump into the episodes, uh, they in between seasons one and two, Lucha Underground started putting out a four comic miniseries detailing events of of uh, events that occurred in between seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them basically reiterate a lot of plot points that happen in season two. So I'm not going to mention what happens in them until they become plot relevant to the show in order to preserve the twists of yes. the show. But I will be bringing up like, Oh, this is a thing that happened in the comic books. So we've got, an, we, we, we've got an extended universe. Uh, we do. Of, yeah. Of this already. <laughs> because we have to explain how all the wrestlers that aren't, coming back yeah in so, this season are dead actually yeah so and the, that's why so they're not coming back in the show they make a lot of ref when wrestlers like no longer want to be part of the show they're written out they are frequently written as missing and it's more of mostly easter eggs for the fans to know that they are missing but it's based on the way lucha underground works lucha underground likes to kill off characters legit because of the format of the show. So yeah, it, you can be safely assumed that anyone who never appears on the show again is just dead. They died off screen. Man, I wish I could live in a reality where Alberto Del Rio's fucking dead. Mm, oof. Uh, so if you want to watch the show along with mm-hmm. us at home, uh, basically you're fucked. Uh, you can do so. You can, <laughs> buy the, you can still buy the seasons on, Am- on Amazon Prime and iTunes. Uh, however, no streaming services currently have Lucha Underground. Fuck to be. And, but they're all easily found online if you know where to pirate. And that is yo, what we're going to be doing. <laughs> all right, real quick. Uh, my food has gotten delivered. I just, we'll be right back. All right. Hell yeah, that works. Sure. And so join we us. We will also in, be right back. Back. Yes. Join us in the back half as we discuss lucha underground season two episode one and episode two hell yeah brother and we are back we have just finished lucha underground season two episodes one and two a darker place and the dark and mysterious holy fuck dude holy fuck is right (laughs) yeah all right tradition on the show we are we are in the presence of a guest, so we throw it to you. Initial thoughts, feelings, etc. I know we had talked about me being a quote, like I had gotten out of wrestling, like I had grown out of wrestling. Watching this has made me uncertain of that. Holy shit! Yeah. Everything about yeah, it is what I loved about wrestling, like th- these really like super acrobatic moves all of this like really stupid wonderful drama and of course like there was that big reveal at the very end of the last one which just brought me back to being a like fucking middle schooler and playing smackdown versus raw and oh god i i don't even know what else to say honestly holy oh my god 
Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get to the big reveal at the end of the second yeah. episode. Um, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, wrestling's good shit. And uh, there's there's plenty of good wrestling out there still today uh, that, that but, uh, uh, Austin, I'm sure, would be more than happy to convert you to. Uh, sure. <laughs> for tonight, Lucha Underground starting off hot for their, yeah. their second season. Shot yeah, a this fucking is the, vampiro off the bat. Yeah, this season is the one that probably has the most personal meaning to me. When this show was airing, I didn't jump on until like the very end of season one. I think an episode or two before the season finale. And then season two, I watched as it aired uh, over the summer of 2016, uh, 2015, excuse me. Uh, and no, 2016 was the summer, that's it. That's right. I was trying to, it's my, after my third year of college. I was trying to remember which year that was. Um, mm. And then season three, I kept up with mostly and season, and I started to fall off and season four, I also kind of barely got over the finish line of, but season two is awesome. And I'm so happy we're here to a part that I remember the most of this show. Oh my God. Yeah. This shit. Oh, it, it, this is some of the best Lucha Underground we've seen. And again, I would say this every time, Lucha Underground is the single best thing we watch for the show. Mm-hmm. Period. And I didn't think I, I didn't think like I couldn't conceive of Lucha Underground that was better than what we've been watching. But holy shit! God no, damn, it came it came out firing. So starting tonight with a cold open. Uh, yeah, I know. Vampiro. In a psych ward. Yeah, he's a uh, fucking... This is this is brought up time to cy- cycle to the comics for a second. Is okay. in the com- in the comics, the third issue of the comic is all about uh Vampiro telling the story of Pentagon Jr. to his therapist in the psych ward who's trying to get him to stop his violent impulses and stop being Vampiro, being Ian Hodgkinson, his normal human self. The comic is a little well, disappointing because it doesn't really talk touch on anything that happens between two and like how and why Vampiro is in a psych ward. <laughs> but oh, they don't. No, they don't talk. They don't really oh. talk about that. But the the comic ends with the understanding that Vampiro is still in there. That he lies his way through the evaluation. That he's all mentally good now. He can be released oh, yeah. back into society. He he's sitting at a. He's sitting at like a long ass table with him on one side and like a, a an examiner on the other. And the examiner's like, "All right, I uh, whether or not I release you depends on your answers to these questions." And he's like, "Hey, hey, Vampiro, are you like okay?" And Vampiro's like, "Yeah, brother, totally." And m- my man is so clearly lying, and the doctor's so totally gonna believe every word of it, despite the fact that he is so very clearly lying. I mean, it's been 181 days without incident. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and it, my man's even being prescribed fucking antipsychotics. What? I mean, if he was, if they thought that he was detaching from reality, that would kind of make sense. But like, my god. And oh, jeez. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like they think he's detaching from reality though. Like, sounds like he has violence problems shouldn't we be put on like mood stabilizers instead well it's like half violence issues half like multiple personalities 
because he clearly sees Ian and Vampiro as two separate people. Oh, sure. I guess. Yeah, okay. But either way, um, the guy's like, all right, one last question. Or he's like, one last question. Uh, any more violent tendencies? And when Vampiro lunges at the guy. Well, no, what he and- what he says is he's like, I before I can let you go, I need you to promise me that you're going to stay away oh, yeah. from the people and places that trigger your violent impulses. Which and apparently triggers well. his violent impulses. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how he dare you not guy. let me go back to the temple? You're going to die. Prison break. Prison break. Yeah, he beats and- the absolute shit out of the guards and the doctor. And then because he's Vampiro, you see, he bites the into the neck of the doctor. And they show this yeah. thing on the screen. Zero days. Yeah. Since well, last well, incident. It- yeah, it, it's it starts at like the 181 days without incident, and then it like takes all the way down to zero, which I thought was really funny. Um, and, and then you get this, and um, spoil spoiler warning for uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two of all things. You <laughs> get you you get this fucking Twilight Two Breaking Dawn like oh it was all it was it was all like a fantasy the entire time. Like I was like yes, where the I was like where the fuck. Okay, I have so oh, many questions. What? Yeah, the in Twilight, the fucking I, I haven't even seen the movie, but I know about this. The goddamn like war scene. That's all a dream sequence. What? I, I won't <laughs> get what? I won't stay I won't stay on this topic for too long, but I was in the theater when because my girlfriend at the time wanted me to go see Twilight Breaking Dawn 2 with her. And I think I literally said out loud wait what when that scene happened because nothing made sense from what i hear everybody hated that everybody hated that um advertise i remember there was an advertisement like there was this whole thing oh yeah now i I know the screenshot i know i've seen like the screenshot of that scene now now that i think Mm -hmm. about it there had been this whole like advertising like advertising thing saying that there was a big twist that happened at uh the like in the middle of the movie and that that was the twist and i was like Ew. i don't know if you can count that as a plot twist it's fucking stupid Lame. fucking dumb is what it is but much less dumb is the smash cut back to vampire which is just kind of funny and he's like yeah brother i'm totally good everything's fine I'm good and we, the guy's we, we, like we can go. well that checks out <laughs> well all right well all right and he goes outside and who's there to pick him up but matt motherfucking striker the love of vampiro's life uh, yeah, and they do it. They, there. He, for some reason, his car is has a tape, has like a has a tarp, tarp on it, and just so they can dramatically reveal the car. Which I, I, I also have another question of like, Van, Striker's like convertible is parked in the middle of a desert because I, I thought about it for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wait, okay, I guess the tarp could be justifiable. Like you put it over, so not a whole lot of sand blows into this convertible. But that being said, why the fuck does he have it parked in the middle of a goddamn desert, not just, you know, in the parking lot of the psych ward? That also brings up the question, is the psych ward just in the middle of the desert? That was my thought, is that the psych ward's in the middle of the desert? (laughs) Maybe the psych ward's all part of Vampiro's imagination, brother. Plot twist, this actually wasn't, uh, this actually 
wasn't actually a psych ward. Uh, Vampira just went to Burning Man, and this was all some elaborate <laughs> took, like performance art thing. Like he took some dude. He, took, he 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 took some very nice drugs out in the desert. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be surprised. That that seems on brand for Vampiro. Uh, but yeah, so they're like, we're going back to the temple, but it's a darker place now. And Vampiro looks at his antipsychotic meds, and we get the shot of the tires revving up, and drives off. I thought he, oh. I thought he was gonna, I thought he was gonna throw the psych meds. I thought so too. I was like, oh, that man's about to chuck that shit out the car. But you know what? Credit where credit is due. I guess Vampiro's actually being, despite the fact that he lied his way through, uh, through his final evaluation, like a motherfucker. He's apparently being very responsible about his treatment guys actually wait no that also brings up another point why did they wait until they released him to put him on these antipsychotic medications not you know while he's in like their care same so they reason can monitor how it happens same <laughs> reason why the why the doctor evaluating him is an absolute fucking quack who could not see through the most obvious lying in the universe he honestly kind of looked like a like big lot version of the guy from if google was a guy from uh college oh my god you're right just like with a little bit more hair basically now i need vampiro in if google is a guy (laughs) google tries to correct him once and vampiro just bites his neck that's all that happens. yeah that that sounds about right I could see it. Yeah. Vampiro's like, all right, Google, I, I got I got some questions I got to ask you, brother. Yeah. Uh, so, but they drive off and we're back. And we even got a fucking title announcer now that goes Lucha Underground. Fancy. Yeah. And we cut to backstage. Katrina has put her name all over Dario Quito's office door. Yeah, uh, this is uh, how I learned that Katrina's name is actually spelled with a C rather than a K. Did yes, not I've, I've been spelling it that. wrong for an entire ass that. season. I've known that the whole time. And you didn't tell me. That was another surprise that Austin was keeping. Oh, was, was oh keeping don't get me don't on. get me on not telling people information about their names, sir. <laughs> hey, hey middle name it, gang. Middle name gang. Middle, middle name, name gang. gang. Anyway, everybody middle loves yes. inside jokes of podcasts. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously. It, it cannot possibly be more alienating than when Elizabeth that... went on multiple critical role rants. In yes. the middle of the don't, don't, don't talk about critical role or else I'm going to start going on multiple critical oh, rants. No, 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 no. God. This podcast to talk about critical role. Yeah, just fucking go do your own. This is not a podcast. Go find your own. You invited me on here. You accepted everything that, that was going to be. That's God true. Damn. Yeah, you're right. Did, yeah, all right. Also, also, uh, it's a, it's you can tell it's a new season because uh, Katrina got bangs now, and uh, and and uh, on top of Dario's office, that probably is a, a, an important thing that that yeah. happened between seasons two. You know, and she got bangs to show that time had passed. Ha! Indeed. So Katrina. Basically, Katrina and, as I said, Katrina and the death cult that is uh, the Disciples of Death and Mil Muertes, they're in control of the temple now. They just run the place. Yeah, like, well, Dario disappeared. Someone's got to fill that void. Why not the zombie people? So, Katrina, Phoenix walks in with his gift of the gods 
championship. And she's all like, I guess I'm not surprised the Phoenix doesn't know to stay dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, awkward, awkward uh, encounter between exes here. And Phoenix is like, hey, I'm coming for Mill. And she's like, no, the fuck you aren't. She, she says it's his right to do so. But as the new ruler of this temple, it is my right to make you wait until next week. And in the meantime, I'm gonna put you up against someone uh, just just to really uh, give give you a chance to not ever yeah. Have so to fight in C- in the in the in the second edition issue of the comic book is all about the disciples of death, and in that comic she makes a de- she strikes a deal with with King Cuerno to get the belt away the kid to the gods belt away from Phoenix. Yeah, I want to touch on that a little later because I have questions. Sure, sure. Uh, so she talks about Queen Cuerno. Yeah, so tonight he will have to defend his gift to the gods championship against King Cuerno in order to face Mill next week. And she goes, run along, little birdie. King Cuerno awaits. And Mill will be watching. And we get the shot of Mill Muertes on his skull throne. Yeah, the skull throne that is just sitting atop the temple looking down on everything. Yep. His... his, his his uh his uh shao khan ass throne uh that that is what the most of issue two is about actually is we learned that basically the disciples of death just went out into the streets of los angeles and brutally murdered people and took their skulls to bring them back for the skull chair and one of the people they murdered is big rick no what the fuck that's so awful. Wait. That no. When so, you're yeah. making well, a skull a throne, you need skulls, and where else are you at going the, to get skulls? At the very yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the disciples of death are like, we work hard to make this house a home, but at the <laughs> at the very least, put some put some respect on my boy Big Rick's name. Nah, he got an no, eye he, patch over no, his skull. No, he does not. No, I, no. I was uh, looking for an, an eye patch on his skull. skull. Come on. But now he he went out with zero dignity. He saw he saw the disciples of death murdering someone. He's like, oh hell no! And then they immediately also kill him. <laughs> Man, the showrunners of Lucha Underground aren't bitter at all when people don't show back up for the show. All right. So we get to the first match of the evening, King Cuerno versus Phoenix. Yeah, baby, and Striker's back on commentary. Oh no. Also, uh Va- so so Vamp and Striker are indeed back on commentary. Did not see that one coming. And also uh Striker's like, "All right, I've been waiting so long to say this. Melissa Santos, take it away." And I don't think he's ever said that before actually. I don't think I've ever heard him say that once in all of season one. No, Austin? I don't, I don't think so. Never paid yeah. attention to it. So I guess he's just been waiting really. He's waiting. He, he, he came up with this new cat phrase and he's been, he's been waiting so long to finally try. He's it had out. six months. He's had six months to work this out. No, I and like and what he, he came. I like to think that he probably had this catchphrase like at the start of season one, but he just never found the right time to say it. No, 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 no. Curtis, you have to understand something about Matt Stryker, and it's that Matt Stryker, he ain't so good with words. He's a big dork. 
He's a big dork, and he uses words not good. So I could hey, fully see how him. dare you disrespect when they had a coffin match, and he called it a funerary a funerary box. mark. That was goaded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my my king of malapropisms. Yeah, so I could fully see him taking a whole six months to come up with take it away melissa santos yeah i've been waiting to tell somebody else to please do my job for me that is what i've been <laughs> waiting to do <laughs> absolutely absolutely he's so excited yeah so um uh we're fucking we're, we got we got cuerno coming out and he's got his his whole his big deer, deer that he yeah wears. his oh dear cuerno I wonder, is here i wonder <laughs> i wonder what tribe cuerno it might be in hmm Moss, it's right I feel of like, course. yeah, I feel like, I feel like the hunter dude being part of the deer tribe is, um, a bit of, uh, ironic a little bit, <laughs> a little like, bit, but you know, like, you know, we're not going to put him amongst any of the predators or amongst death. No, no, the, the, the preyest of all prey deer. Hey, you ah! can't help. You can't help what your what tribe you're born into. It's not this... quite the worst. It could have been the rabbits. It could or the moths. He could have been a moth. Uh, he would not fit in with the rabbits, but that's a season three thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, I'm excited to see what the fuck we got going on with that next season, but that's a whole season away. Um yeah, uh and and he's 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 here to do some fighting. Um also fucking I, I we we keep cutting to and referring to like uh Mill atop his throne here. And like one, what a pompous douchebag. But also, uh, I have a serious logistical question. What happens when Mill needs to take a bathroom break? Both it's in and out of in. kayfabe. Uh, it's, it's, built it's built in, clearly. Oh, shit. It's built in. Wait, God, no, no, no. You know why you didn't see the eye patch with big on Big Rick's skull? That's because <laughs> that's the seat. He's shitting into Big Rick's skull. <laughs> No, the absolute disrespect. <laughs> no, he's not just sitting my on this guy's skull. Oh no, he <laughs> wouldn't, you, man. Right. Monster, man. I was just gonna say that he's uh, he's he's a zombie man, and thus doesn't need to take a shit. Okay, that, that would okay. make more sense, actually. Yeah, but yeah, him well, okay, shitting okay. into Big well, Red's skull is way funnier. Yeah, well, uh. Under that logic, I have something for later to, to contradict that. But also, what about out of kayfabe? Because my man just needs to kind of like sit I mean, here the I whole mean, he time. Just, I mean, it's only like it's only like thirty minutes at a time. I guess. They, they well, yeah, well, they 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 taped in batches though. Like, yeah, but then over. in between episodes, he can just get up. I guess. They just pull over I guess. CM Punk. Well, yeah. Well, it's mm -hmm. a, oh uh, yeah. I guess he. I <laughs> guess he gets up and I guess he gets up and just fucking. He can do that in character. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I was, I was I just, gonna say you just don't see it whenever they are just injecting, um, like, uh, some sort of like constipation. Ah, thing. yeah, yeah, that too. Obviously, that's mainlining cheese. That's fair enough. Yeah, no, I can just imagine though, like when they're when they're in between shots, like poor Mill having to still like just sit there in character or like walk off and back on, just like slow zombie man. Why? Just, just what? What's that like for the audience? I wonder. Just staring up at Mill yeah. while nothing else is happening. Like, hey, how's also, it going? Also, want to draw attention to the fact that we are now done with the uh, in the first season. Every episode had a musical guest to kind of intro into the show. Yeah, and wait. those are gone. 
And in the comics, we do in fact see the Disciples of Death also murdering a mariachi band. So I'm Wait. going to assume that they murdered every single band that ever appeared on Lucha Underground. I thought you were going to say they murdered every single band in existence. They just went That's around. Disciples of Death are like, I fucking hate music. The Mex the, the Hispanic music scene in Los Angeles has never been more dire than after the Disciples of Death murdered a bunch of the local artists. The great Mariachi massacre of 2015, obviously. Okay, this is a this is this is an important question. Is this before or after Despacito? But well before. Uh, well before Despacito. So is that why they had to get Justin Bieber on the Despacito track? Because all of the other Latino oh, musicians shit. were dead. <laughs> damn, damn, Curtis keeps like Curtis keeps coming up with the bat like you you're fucking knocking it out of the party. You're like four for four on like all of these theories of what's actually going on here. Holy shit, dude. Oh boxes and boxes of Pepe Sylvia. Oh yeah. I'm here. Please, please keep unboxing your Pepe Sylvias for us. We love to see it. Um yeah, no. So uh fucking uh Cuerno challenging Phoenix, of course, another furry in his in his uh crosshairs, or I guess feathery here. E either way. Yes. Another animal man goes down. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I mean air I mean this is this is probably the best match you could have started with for someone who's never watched Lucha Underground, as it is oh my God. the extremely flippy boy that is Phoenix. <laughs> Dude. They they were going hard off the bat. The chain wrestling without without a moment of hesitation. There go they, these boys are moving. Yeah, it's definitely it's that kind of lucha like luchador style of fighting that is mm -hmm. like what really drew me to wrestling in the first place, and it's like on full display there. Oh no, Austin! He's 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 a spot monkey simp. No, yes. Good, good. No, 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 no. This, this, this is a good thing, actually. The, 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 the IWC, Curtis, the, the internet wrestling community would, would, would hate you for, for, uh, for being drawn to wrestling because of the flippy shit. But we, we appreciate it as men of culture. I was about to say that's, that's like some of the most impressive shit. Like that's like some real feats of athleticism type. Yeah. Thing. Well, uh, people on the internet, but it doesn't look like a real fight. So it fuck doesn't you. Look like a real fight. So fuck yeah. you and die. None of this looks like a real fight. I, no. I thank you. There is similitude compromise. Okay. As somebody who was a theater major, like got his degree in theater, I've had to like watch a bunch of things on like stage combat and stuff. There are ways to make this look better. They could make it look better. So why make it look better when you can make it look cooler? That's all I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, no, that you dude, the three of us popping for all these spots tonight, that's what wrestling's all about. Mm -hmm. Any, yeah. Anyway, nothing uh, but wrestling. rule of cool here. Nothing but well, speaking of nothing but rules, we have Rick Knox in the ring. And I was like, oh, no, it's Rick Knox doing a singles match. Time for some shenanigans. But, I mean, goddamn, Cuerno plays this one totally clean. I mean, duh. yeah, you're right. The, the ball punching one is later. Yup. <laughs> My bad. Rick yeah, Knox's no. match where there was dick kicking was later. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. D don't worry. I, I acknowledge that. But, yeah, we did the impossible Rick Knox fucking Cuerno doesn't need to cheat with no with Cuerno doesn't need to cheat he is a stone cold killer yeah well 
there are a lot of other stone cold killers who feel the need to throw in a cheap shot now and again but uh, mm -hmm. i feel like people are just compelled when rick knox is in the ring you know but yeah i somehow somehow my boy avoided it this time good for him i'm very happy for him absolutely uh craziest thing here is cuerno uh hits the thrill of the hunt his big move that he beat everybody with in season one and phoenix is like i'm kicking out of it thanks yeah phoenix is like that's not gonna work for me brother uh, but Phoenix goes for a springboard 630, which is insane. So uh, sick. But he misses, and Cuerno plants him with a pile driver and wins the match. Yeah. So I guess uh, it was funny, too, because, like, when Phoenix walked in to Katrina's office, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't kind of realize this at the end of the last season, but this is kind of perfect booking because, like, Phoenix had that whole rivalry in season one with Mil Muertes and like him and Katrina had their like tryst that actually was just Katrina fucking with him. Uh, so like having him come back to be like Mill's first challenger is like really good booking. And then Cuerno beats him. Nope. Fuck you. Have you, have you, have you, are, are your expectations properly subverted David? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Remember, David, it's a much darker place. I literally, in my notes, I was like, Cuerno gets the dub. What the fuck? A darker place, indeed. Yeah, we don't need a, we don't need a, a good, we don't need a representative of all that is light and life as the new champion around here. Dude. We need death. And who is better at death than a hunter? Dude, there was so much. Dude, the the there there was so much like heel winning in in these two episodes. They they're they're sending a fucking message to the audience. This ain't your grandpappy's lucha underground all the way from last season. Uh, but yeah. So the so so Chrono gets the dub, and then we cut away to a to a story segment, and Team Fun and Dysfunctional is they roll up in their motorcycles and curtis is like please tell me this is the thruple you guys were talking about yes it is I, the thruple they their style altogether is just wow dude wait to wait till you see them like tag together it's it's beautiful chaos well i mean mm -hmm. here's hoping they continue to tag together because of what happens in that oh uh, i have no doubt i have yeah no doubt. yeah um so they meet katrina in the gymnasium and they're like, and Eva Lee's is like, we want our trio's titles back. And Katrina's just like, no, actually, no, you don't, because Mill has very specific instructions about what to do with you people. Uh, you are gonna fight each other. And there, and uh, Son of Havoc is like, we we worked so hard to not do that, so we don't want to do that. And, and, and Katrina's like, aha, well, that's the point, you see. <laughs> well, that's well, yeah, it's the thing though. Is, Dude, also, is, that, is it just me or what? Why does Son of Havoc's voice sound like it's being pitch shifted in real time? My man has the deepest natural speaking voice I've ever heard, and it sounds fucked with. It's so wild. He's like, yeah, well, we just spent the last year working on not doing that. So what the fuck, Katrina? And uh, every time I forget just how deep his voice is. It's fucked. But yeah, Katrina, so they're they're fighting each other now. No, yeah, and whoever... Katrina, Katrina does say though to get them to go along with this is that the winner will receive a shot at Mil Muertes tonight. <laughs> and Ivelisse is like, uh, yeah, and as soon as I win that belt, I'm coming for you, bitch. And Katrina seems very 
assured that that is not the case but that will know. not happen she is feeling very confident about it yeah um but we uh we fucking uh we get katrina we go back out to the we go back to the ring and katrina yeah. comes out is I, we didn't really talk about this in the front half with curtis but like all the stuff that happens backstage the people in, at the ring area do not see any of it they are mm. not aware of any of the stuff that happens backstage which is unlike obviously what happens in like wwe okay so they weren't expecting what was about to happen then. no yes. they were not it's like a weird dichotomy yeah, the, the taping, what they do is they tape all the matches in batches, and then, like, they do the they do all that other stuff at a later... They filmed all of that stuff at a later date. So. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's interesting. But, mm-hmm. um, so, Katrina comes out, and she calls over Melissa Santos, and Melissa Santos comes up, and Katrina... It's all like, up in her business. And the, uh, the, the, the crowd, of course, is chanting, Bay, so, Bay, so... Which of course is the Spanish word for kiss, you horny bastards. And we were this Katrina... close to to an Eric Bischoff approved hot lesbian. Uh, oh my David. god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lucha Underground now now co penned by Eric Bischoff. We get in that HLA boy. But Katrina just it. whispers something in Melissa's ear and leaves her alone. And heads back Stryker's to the office. Like, Stryker's like, hey, Vamp, did you see that? Vamp's like, I got that shit on TiVo, you horny bastard. <laughs> I got that on my iPhone. Got that on TiVo, my iPhone. I got that on everything, man. I fucking, man, so it's good to have Vamp back. But yeah, so they announced the match. Melissa, Melissa announces the competitors. Havoc comes out. Dude, is it just me? Like, they, they talked in the first match about, like, Cuerno looks like even better shape. I feel like a lot of people spent the six intervening months getting even more jacked. Because Havoc comes out, and holy cum getter- cutters, my dude's got a six-pack for days. I never want to hear that phrase ever again. As yeah, I'm going to need you to put a moratorium uh, on that. I, Sorry, sorry. That's a, that's a uh, Rick and Morty ruined my brain. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Shocking uh, to hear that Rick and Morty ruined your brain. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so so Havoc comes out first, and then and and Helico comes out. And I, I kind of had a thought of like, since when does on Helico? Because I don't think he had this last season. On Helico's got like an officially monogrammed Lucha Underground shirt. Like it's his neon green color. It's it's got like the Lucha Underground logo on the front. It's got his goddamn name. Did he have that last season, Austin? I don't think so. I, I mean, they they've started to now. They got merchandise. They got like the I, two shirts and a hat. I, yeah, I will but also like, say I I absolutely love the character. Like the like and and Helico seems like a really cool person. Why does he look like if Quicksilver fucked a can of Monster? Uh, well, to be fair, he wasn't like he came into this to the thruple arc here as like. So Son the of Havoc boy. as being like the fuck boy rebound for Ivelisse after she broke up with Son of Havoc. So you know what? It fits his well, she, He wasn't even a rebound. He just started sexually harassing her and she was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And then Son of Havoc was like, why are you besmirching the, the honor of my ex? And then shit just got weirder from there. <laughs> and then they won ta- and then they won tag titles. As, as you do. As you do. Uh, yeah. So, but, but I, but like, in kayfabe like i don't think he could have gotten like i guarantee you fucking uh i guarantee you katrina wasn't sending out 
official Lucha Underground merch to. I want. To, I want to. I want to. I want to argue that in storyline, uh, Anhalico invented the logo for this in particular. Like see, he is invented I, for I'm his gonna, shirt. No, see, my the the theory I came up with is that he just got it on custom order because really, who the fuck's gonna sue him? Oh yeah, Dario Dario uh, Cueto gonna defend his 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 uh, his trademark in court uh, of his illegal Fight Club. Absolutely, that's, that's a valid point. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So either way, he's got he's got some cool new gear, and then Evilise comes out, and something I didn't really process until I saw Evilise come out. Holy shit, she's like not in a cast anymore. That feels good to see. Yeah, her her broken leg is now healed. Yeah, and that and that was, by the way, Curtis, a, a an actual. She like legitimately broke her leg during like a the match. championship match. Yeah, for uh, where they where they won their titles. So she spent yes. the entirety of their championship reign like effectively out of commission, and they had to just write around the fact that her leg was fucked up. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, uh, I, also, I took, no, uh, I took note Vampiro. of the. I took notes of like when she, when Melissa announced on Helico, everyone in the whole building gasping and realizing what was about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like of son of having, yeah, yeah, on Helico. Oh, <gasps> uh, and Striker and Vampire remain blissfully ignorant because, of course, they did. They're like, oh, well, that's two thirds of 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 Team Fun dysfunctional. Wonder who the third competitor could be. Oh well. Ivelisse comes out. Whoa! Yeah, and then as we go to commercial break and Ivelisse is coming out, we have uh, Matt Stryker, my line of the night for Mr. Stryker, where he says, we have this menage a trois of brutality. Yes! I caught that too! Which I, I'm going to petition, that's their new name for season two. Uh, the menage a trois of brutality? And season two, they are the menage a trois of Brutality. God damn it! I can't spell that in my notes. I mean, me neither. But that's that's not going to stop me from butchering it anyway. Menage terror. Menage terror. No, no, no. We got to go with the official. It, we got to go with the official lines that that the commentators give us because fun and dysfunctional also came from the commentators. They called them that mm -hmm. once and then just refused to ever say it again. Yeah, they don't have a real team name, and they say, and so we just keep taking good lines from them, being like, "That's what we're calling the team now." Yeah. So, so the Menage this, a Trois. This is a darker season now, David. Fun and dysfunctional, too lighthearted. Exactly. It is time for the Menage, menage a Trois of brutality. This is my Menage a Trois of brutality. Yeah. Um. So, so they they get to fighting. Um. Well, before uh, that was that before before they actually start the match is when we cut backstage to Katrina with Cuerno. Oh yeah. She's basically like, "Congratulations on your on your victory, Cuerno," and Cuerno has to be like, "Katrina, don't worry, not coming for Mill. Shut up." <laughs> yeah, I guess Cuerno's just gonna lay down for Mill Muertes, which feels weird i guess he's getting paid a whole lot yeah uh, and then and then after that she, after she thinks that's satisfactory she literally poops out of the room dude she must have spent the intervening time like practicing her her speed poofing because she was out of there like that like literally like a half second cut and then cut back boom she's there like oh fuck she she's been she's been training everybody's been training including katrina just on mm -hmm. different things um and so we we cut back to the ring and the the match is getting started up and 
strikers strikers opining waxing poetic if you will about this situation and in the in the midst of that he says some line about like don't trust everything you see even salt looks like sugar and i stopped and i was like wait that's actually kind of a poignant line good job striker and then vampiro ruins it Vampiro immediately cuts in with, you look like sugar. Thank you, Vampiro. <laughs> this, this, I, I this, this couple got a lot. Ha- this couple's really developed some sexual. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention how, like, one. as soon as we forgot, we forgot to mention how as soon as the episode started up and the two of them were on commentary, Stryker introduced himself and Vampiro and Vampiro just turns to Stryker and goes, I love you. Like, I, I I almost wonder if this is his way of like acting like the antipsychotics are making him nicer, or if this is just his standard. <laughs> Vampiro doesn't know how to properly express normal. No, I'm not even. Emotions. I'm not even talking about Vampiro. I'm talking about Ian Hodgkinson out of kayfabe. Like <laughs> this is his pollution for making Vampiro seem like he's on meds. It's just flirt with Matt Stryker. He's like um. Yeah, I rem- I I remember the first time I ever had to take any kind of uh like medications like that. First reaction I had was I need to go flirt with Matt Striker. Like I didn't Absolutely, know him. Yeah. I just knew I need like, to flirt. It's it's it, it's 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 like the SpongeBob episode where they go to sell chocolate bars and SpongeBob <laughs> tells Patrick to lay it on thick and he literally opens the door and goes, I love you. I love you. <laughs> Antipsychotic medications make you gay, specifically for Matt Striker. Ah, the pink kryptonite of medicine. I don't like them putting chemicals in the vampiros that, that to put the chemicals in the water that turn the freaking vampiros gay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the doctor that turn the vampiros gay. <laughs> Do you understand that? This is no. all part of the global elite's plans. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we get to the three-way match, uh, and goddamn... Like, I, I obviously, like, was praising the first match, but, like, even more so this match, I, I've had to make a note of, it's been so long, I forgot how fucking good the work on this show is. Because, like, the, the first match was good, this one was also just a goddamn banger. Um, Havoc takes the early lead, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean, they... Okay. Yeah, basically. Uh, I uh, I made a note of when they roll up, pinned each other. That was cute. And also, we could have had a three-way test of strength, everyone holding hands, but on Helico, had yes. to be a stupid dick. Yeah, yeah. they, they go for the test of strength, and on Helico, who again, tall motherfucker, reaches his hand up super high, and he's like, hey, hey, Evil East, you can't catch it. You can't reach it. And so she just kicks him in the leg. Fuck you. I wanted to see them all hold. I wanted to see the menage a trois all hold hands. Okay, I but we know. didn't get it. I know. There's so much shipping to be done on this show, Austin. Yeah, there is. Yeah, baby. Finally, it's time to do some shipping. Wait, no, wait. Show. Fuck. God damn it. We got done with the AJ Lee arc, and we're still back to Austin shipping people. No. Oh yes, we are. God damn. Anyway. <sighs> Yeah, but Havoc is Havoc gets a ton of the early, like he kind of takes control of the match in the early going. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh on Helico kind of starts to get some hope spots in the middle. And then Evilise really starts to be a contender. And she's got heart. Yeah, she she's she's fucking she's fucking in it to win it. 
so they they each kind of get their own sections of hope spottiness and it all ends with like uh havoc has like at some point sh- taken havoc's got havoc's got yeah he havoc did a backbreaker to ivalice and threw her out of the ring but then havoc goes up to for the moon salt to win and ivalice knocks him balls first into the ring ropes oh, and then she pro- rolls up on helico for the win props on uh props on uh what was it son of havoc uh for yep. his facial havoc. acting in that one he he looked like he just got wanged in the nards dude son of havoc is so good at selling especially so son of havoc just seems to have a a particular panache for for selling the crotch shots no idea why but my man has done it many a mm-hmm. time the, you there it is comical curtis the amount of times that man has started to go for his moonsault and got knocked down from it and each time oh oh god they got me again he he never learns my man's got to start <laughs> wearing <laughs> a cuff <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> pretty much and um, then as yeah. as we yeah, as Ivelisse wins with the roll up which is fucking yeah. okay e- but Ivelisse wins and she up next she has a match with Mil Muertes and she stares. Yeah. they have, they have a stare down and you and Ivelisse does a lot of good acting here of like half excited for the win and the opportunity and half kind of scared now that she's actually well, staring down the monster yeah cuz here's the thing Katrina never specified when they would get a chance to fight Mill, and I guess the answer is right after that match, bitch. Fuck. Well, you. she did say they'll fight to her tonight. When else could oh, they have time that. to that? I, I mean, she I said didn't. tonight, but she didn't say like now. Now, like I, I would assume that would be like, okay, go to the locker room, rest and recuperate to give a good show. No, you're fighting them no, now. No, 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 no. They gotta, they gotta get that meat nice and. Cause you're gonna get gotta get that meat nice and tenderized for her zombie husband, okay? Yeah, hold on, yeah, come on. Uh, but before we get to that match, we cut to 375 miles away from Boyle Heights to some dude bros in a car trying to find an illegal fight club, and Black Lotus rolls up on them and they're like, Hey, do you know where the temple is? And she goes, Come with me. Yeah, because like, if you're if you're going to an illegal fight club, the first thing you do is look at someone and go, hey, do you know where that illegal fight club is? Which, I... Did they not just know about Lucha Underground? Listen, it's in, in the in the Lucha Underground universe, this thing isn't, like, on TV or anything. It's just, like, uh, it's just a Wait, local underground fight club scene in Los Angeles. That doesn't make sense because you can see cameras in the show. What? No, no, no! You can't. No, no you're talking about. Wait, no, 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 no! You misunderstand. You know how like really like pro athletes like to rewatch the tapes. Those are all just personal cameras. Oh crews. no, they're getting tape. Everybody watches tape. Yeah, that's fair. This is I, all I very. It's all very. This all this Fight Club is all very illegal in story. Nobody. This is not on television. It's just like a thing you hear about if you know the right people in which, Los Angeles. Which is honestly kind of funny because aside from the several deaths that we have had, one via coffin, you know, just being put in a coffin, they yeah. don't really do anything that intense usually. Yeah, but they're fighting without a license. They, yeah, they, they don't, don't They don't have the proper that. wrestling license and Dario is a cheapskate, so. Yeah, pretty much. That's the whole thing is just Dario's kind of a 
Dario's a cheapskate, and Katrina's a zombie witch or a ghost witch. She don't got she. I don't. I don't. What think what va- what is the value of money to a witch ghost? <laughs> yeah, like, and and also like, I don't know if a witch ghost could get like all the proper like credentials to wheel and deal. There properly, is no you know? way Katrina has a legal identity. <laughs> Yeah, but there are ways to get around that. You can buy a fake ID, buy some fake and buy some fake shit. But it's I don't, like I don't if if you in my opinion, if you have an illegal underground fight club, then where are like the maces? Where are like the bone breakers? Where are all of like where are like all of the things that now, you No, we expect? gotta stick to we gotta stick to the proper tradition of wrestling. Here. Okay, yeah, fine. Just, bring the kendo sticks. I haven't even seen a kendo oh, stick. Oh, no, we do oh, have, they have those. Kendo sticks. Don't you worry. They got kendo. They do have those. It's not okay. tonight. Okay, good, good. They the kendo sticks abound, and so they do got other shit sometimes. They they uh the 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 Drago the is, Drago in particular is a nunchuck enthusiast. Yes, Drago's a nunchuck enthusiast. The the fight we saw, uh, the fight we mentioned between Mac and Cage, uh, ended when the Mac burst the cage or when cage burst the max head through a cinder block so don't you worry they 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 do go for their intense weapon spot but also dario cueto is also just kind of an an actual sincere wrestling nerd so we got to do things the proper way um just sometimes also the sadistic proper way but uh but yeah either way so uh ivalice is set to fight mil muertes who comes down to the ring uh, and of course, in tow, he has the disciples of death who immediately just sack the 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 rest of Menage. They literally kidnap Son of Havoc and Angelico and drag them out of the out of the arena. So clearly, this is going to go great for Evilies. It's it's to make it a fair fight. You see, one v one v one. Ah, yes, a thing that Katrina totally cares about booking a fair fight. You could have also just asked them to leave. Like I'm sure they would have actually left. <laughs> I don't they know. They're kind of they're kind of they're kind of stubborn assholes. I don't know if they would have. They're very hey, you can't tell us what to do. What the fuck? Man, it would really suck to go to the temple at this point in time and have to like the secure the build the building security or the disciples of death. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awful. Yeah, imagine yes, trying to would. sneak into this one. Imagine just like trying to like skip the cover charge. They catch you videotaping in the crowd. Oh my god. Their, Katrina hate, <laughs> Katrina hates uh um bootlegging. Uh, bootlegging. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the, the disciple just use their electricity powers to just blow up your, your video camera. And then you. And, and then, then you, you also well, die. Then and then you also die, yes. They take that, you to the back, kill you, and add you to the throne. No, no, no. no. They, they 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 bring out a coffin, they put you in the coffin. Ah. They they, just, they put your video camera in a smaller mini in like a smaller separate coffin. So they take that coffin, they put that coffin inside of another coffin. <laughs> they mail that coffin to coffin themselves. Coffin to themselves. <laughs> and they smack it with and a hammer. And then they smash uh, it with a hammer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Katrina, or not Katrina, uh, Ivelisse is like, well, I guess I'm doing this. So she tries to set to fighting Mill, and it goes about as well as you'd expect in that Mill, she trusts Mill she is a much, a whole bunch and Mill is Mill a much, no much larger man than Ivelisse is. And no cells like a motherfucker. 
she get and she gets a good few like oh maybe she'll do something here moments. Mm, yeah, she and she she does she does get a couple hope spots like uh after Mill spends about five minutes throwing her around and making me worried increasingly that this is gonna just be a squash match. Uh, they're in the corner, and Ivelisse executes some kind of, like, Rana on Mill, essentially. That was, that was the twirliest of Tilt-A-Whirl DDTs. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was really impressive. I think I might have mm. let loose, an like, an audible shout at that moment. You oh, did. Yeah. You did. I, re I remember that. It was, uh, it was sick. Earlier and, she, match, and she gets right? a near fall on him for for She does. For and, uh, earlier in the match, while I believe while... Um, mill had was choking her out we get uh weirdly this time matt striker is the cynical one on commentary and vampiro is not where vampiro is like hope makes you courageous hope makes you a hero and matt striker just goes hope can also kill you <laughs> yeah i caught that one too oh my god uh yeah so striker striker's clearly uh not not feeling the not feeling any kind of optimism for the outcome which Fair enough. Um, Katrina at one point enters the the ring, and Ivelisse yeah, after goes up after, to her, like, after after the DDTs, Katrina's like, "Oh boy, okay, I guess I got to interfere now." Uh, yeah, she raises uh, the rock, and and, and Ivelisse like, "Square up, bitch!" Uh, and Mill Mill, Mill in the background is coming at her, and Ivelisse sees it happen, and she moves, and uh, Katrina Mill gets speared the Katrina. fuck out of. Yes. It was fucking gorgeous. Oh my god. Nary a better spear have I seen. Uh, actually, I have seen I have seen one spear recently to rival that. That is the spear of that that is Ricky Stark spearing MJF literally yeah, out of his yeah. shoes. Out, of shoes. Literally out of his shoes. That, that's that's the only that's the only spear I've seen. But that that was a mm, this yeah. is a Evilise gets a couple more moves to try to win, but unfor but then Mill Gets her with a gets her with a power a scoop slam and the flatliner. One, two, Ooh. three. He wins. And Katrina comes in and she gets all up in Eva Lisa's business to lick her. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. Mill, hit More her death. again. More death. And Mill's and just kind of like, okay. Uh, God sure. damn it, woman. But that was in fact her mistake because out comes prince puma to save ivalice from further death puma puma's here which is sick and then uh so he, he kind of grabs ivalice and then fucking cerro miedo penta's here too cerro miedo, miedo. Dude, dude curtis is curtis learned so many great spots curtis immediately uh, so sees how fucking cool pentagon jr is i i, I immediately the everything from him, like, because there's that moment whenever uh, you like, uh, Mill still doesn't know that he's there, and so he's just looking at the crowd, like, Yeah, should I fucking do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? And then just go, Oh my fuck, I cannot get into just how awesome he is. Yeah, it's so cool. And and like, I gotta say, this whole two episode arc, it it's so cool the way they do, like. Um, the, the, the way they do like all the returning people, like, like mm -hmm. I, I will fully admit my own hypocrisy here as, as these two gentlemen know, I am a giant grumbly grump about shit like the MCU and like all this shit getting like 
all these cheap audience nostalgia pops and whatever. Uh, but as soon as anyone in wrestling, especially here in these two episodes of Lucha Underground, shows back up, I am Leo pointing meme all over the place. Oh, like, I know oh, that guy. I know that. I know that guy. Yeah. So so Puma shows up and then Penta shows up for some reason right after Puma. Don't know why. Because, because Penta is like, I ha- I see an arm that I can break. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, wait, pretty, yeah. Wait, yeah. Whose, arm, whose arm does he see, Austin? Uh, Mil- poor Mil Muertes. He's been a champion for one whole episode and already his arm is broken. Yeah. The the fucking Pentagon Junior, the absolute madman, breaks Mil Muertes' arm. What the fuck? And Vampiro looks uh, uh weird about this. Is they, the best way they, we get a lot more of this in the in the next episode. But yeah, he yes. Vampiro. We get a lot of shots to Vampiro watching in kind of horror at uh Pentagon Junior breaking the arm of Mil Muertes. Pentagon Jr. said power moves only. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. But then after all that, we get to one final post credit scene as Black Lotus has brought these stupid schmucks to the very legit temple. You know, it's got the writing on the on the, on the top of the warehouse. It fucking chalk. They got the logo. This is legit. Yeah, I know. And and he's and Dario's like, hey what's up and they're like hey what's is up this the temple heard, and he's like is hey, this the illegal pretty... fight club <laughs> he's uh, yeah Dario says like, why yes this is violent in there and they're like and this one dude's like no problem also why is the chick here and then uh black lotus backhand back fists his face back fists him in the balls and then back fists him in the face again and don't his like friends start cheering like being like oh dude oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we we always tell him that he that that he has a that that he really needs to work on his relationship with women, but he never listens. So thank you for instilling that in him. You know, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get an opportunity to really improve himself as a person. Yeah, as, okay. Well, Why is that? For twenty dollars each, they Dario lets them in the warehouse. Which, and then, which, and which? Okay, grow. wait, 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 wait. I need, I need, I need to, I need to insert this here. He's like, I got the key right here, and. His fucking big ass goofy key necklace that he always wears. He takes it to the door. I guess he got the door of this new temple fucking retrofitted to fit his goofy ass cartoon key. And Toontown ass, Toontown ass mega key. And he shoves it in the door. He he unlocks it. He lets him inside. And they're like, who's fighting tonight? And Dario's like, eh, eh, eh. You are, and, and then he shuts the door, the and door we hear, and... and we hear stock-footed sounds of screaming and pain as the monster Matanzaquento murders them all. Yeah, uh, there was probably a Wilhelm scream thrown in there or something, you know. Just yeah, so this was brought up in the fourth comic. This was basically the story of Dario and Black Lotus getting out of the temple. They have tension is because Black Lotus wants them to go back and she's like why are we running in, in a shitty motel and Dario's like i got a plan don't worry we'll go we'll go back uh but he's he his explanation is that his brother is a little rusty as a fighter he hasn't killed anyone in a long time he's been trapped in that cage in the basement so he needs to warm up and we get the scene where he he brings the three schmucks into this into the warehouse and like immediately 
we see Matanza rip one of those dudes' arms off. And it really only gets more gory and violent from there. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so that's the end of the episode. And Jesus Christ, uh, uh, a, a darker place indeed. Uh, I got a fucking jump scare when we when we went through the the closing distributor credits and holy shit, Metro Goldwyn Mayer's here. Yeah, of all of all of the things that you got from like the takeaway from that episode, it's like MGM, interesting. Huh. Yeah, fucking fucking MGM's bankrolling them now. I guess. Holy shit, it's a lion. Yeah. So whoa. Uh, yeah, I found, I found, uh, I found uh, 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 King Cuerno's next target, the MGM lion. Anyway. Uh, uh, we get to the second episode. We open. Puma is in the weight, in the weight room, pumping some iron. Furiously doing curls while he flashes back to losing to Mil Muertes. Specifically with the line about, uh, from, from the last episode when he showed up, mm. Former champion, former champion, former, former champion. He's former. not salty at all. And um, Pentagon arrives, uh, but P- P- uh, Puma doesn't talk because Puma is a wrestler from Kentucky, not Boyle Heights. And if he ever talked, that would be obvious. Uh, yes. But Pentagon Jr. is like, thank you last week for helping me to serve my master. Uh, and this week and tonight we will be ta- we will be teaming together. Uh, and after, but after we defeat the disciples of death, I'm coming for you, dude. May I just say, Penta is simping so hard for Vampire. That must have been a that must have been so rough for for Penta. At like like Vampiro checked himself into the psych ward. He never called. So like he <laughs> Pen, Penta's just simping so hard, trying to be like sent by notice me again. Now there are two things that I want to take note of here. One, I gotta appreciate Pentagon Jr. just being like, oh yeah, 100%, I am going to break your arm one of these days. Just let's get that out of the way. Like, I'm going to do this. We're gonna work together, but afterwards I'm gonna break It's gonna happen. We're all about healthy communication in a partnership, you know? But I've also gotta point out Puma's terrible weight room etiquette here. Like, I pointed it out when it happened, and... I don't know why it bothers me so much as someone who barely has ever gone to the gym, but he just takes these massive weights that he's pumping iron with and just throws them. You do not throw the weights at a gym like that. How? Yeah, where's the where's the Planet Fitness drop alarm when you need it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, seri- you are supposed to be an inspiration for all the children watching these illegal fight rate fighting matches. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, Puma doesn't take too kindly to Penta being like, and uh, by the way, I'm totally going to break your arm like next week. Don't worry about it. So they start fight, fight, fighting backstage. They have a super dramatic, sick-ass locker room fight. We get this sick shot where like uh, Puma goes to kick Penta. Penta like catches Puma's like, so Puma does a fucking bicycle kick upside of Penta's chin. Jesus Christ. You know, I I know I was talking previously about how there are ways to make things look more realistic, but there are ways to make things look more cool. That fight there shows how you can do both, because I 100% would have bought 
that Puma at some point just cracks this guy upside the head. Like that was some good fight choreography on there. That was, mm-hmm. although you, you it, it, we have to, we, it gets a little more leeway by being a pre-tape. So like they had, yeah. they had extra takes to do that shit. Oh, absolutely. But it ends with him backing point. Pentagon up into the locker and he Puma growls at him. Yeah, I know the the most sound we've ever heard come from Puma's mouth. He does a fucking cougar growl in in Penta's face. Well, actually, I think because uh, he's actually from Kentucky, it sounds a little bit closer to like a like a mountain lion, more specifically. That's that's, that's fair. fair. That, that and I suppose it should be a, a joke about it, his accent, but <laughs> well, no, no, I I I I this is this is true. Um, although his his tribe affiliation would tell you it's supposed to sound like a jaguar, but you know who's to say. But you know, there's not a there's not a good alliterative way name for Jaguar. But Prince Puma, like that's that's a good name. Jaguar Jack. Jaguar Jack. You you don't know Jack. Anyway, Jaguar Jack. That is. I feel like he could have been just as formidable a a world champion with that sort of tagline. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't go with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we, we get, open we get, the show. Yeah, we open the show, Norm. We get Stryker and Vampire. And Stryker immediately is like, Vampire, I got to know. Like, the, about the arm break thing last week. Did he tell you to do that? Did you tell him to do that? And he is like, Man, no, I didn't. Stop asking me. Like, I, I love you like a brother, man, but I didn't do it. Yeah, no. I, I I ghosted that guy for a reason. I blocked him on all my socials, but he won't stay. He he keeps making alts. I feel like I'm being stalked. Yeah. Um, he poked me last night. I mean, who pokes people on Facebook anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I can't do anything about it because, like, how am I going to get this guy to go to court? <laughs> show up and he, he, he keeps sending me. He keeps sending me snaps of him breaking people's arms, and he's like, yeah. "Master, master, checking out." I did it the for whole you. Thing, dude. I did it for you. I the learned day, it by he, watching you. The other day, he just sent me a picture of him with a thing of celery, and then the next one was just him snapping a piece of celery in half. Like, uh, it's getting ridiculous. I, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. We and, like, and, the like, show with- and, and he has Cerro Miedo of, of, uh, of potential C- litigation proceedings, so I can't do anything hey. about this. Yeah. All right, we open the show with Mil- uh, Mil- Johnny is Mundo back- versus Killshot. Yes. Mil Marites is back on his throne, but now he's in a sling. He's cast. Which, okay, nah, nah, nah. We want to talk about, like, oh, he's a zombie. He doesn't have to go to the bathroom. But, like, how the fuck do you take a zombie to a hospital? Who who said that he take – who said that they took him to a hospital? You don't think, oh, got, do you you know? don't think they've got how a do, sling or something in the back? How do you not – how do you not – how did you not know that Barrio Negro is actually very well-trained – in in medic in uh medical care god just actually just just actually dropping the actual name of one of the fucking disciples of death yeah that's the one i remember because it doesn't it translates to like black neighborhood yeah uh spanish let's get the spanish to english translator going here yeah well see see bar bar he's uh barrio negros uh with his with got his emt license to ensure that his his Barrio is not only Negro, but Saludable. This is true. Many people are saying this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Raymond, you've used your words for the day. <laughs> no, I, I, man, you can't word limit me. 
I put I may be a guest here, but that one I'm more limiting you on right there. No! <laughs> I'm the co-host. I have th- I I've already given so little power on this podcast. You can't take away what little I have. Yo, can't I? You bitch. <laughs> He All keeps right. doing this to me. It's not fair. Stop enabling. But yes, as you were saying, Johnny Mundo and Killshot. Which, you know, that's a fun pairing. Mm-hmm. Just, just unironically, like, huh, that's a neat set of two people to, to pair up for a fight. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you got two super athletic dudes doing super athletic things. Well, and for the, the uh, most part. I mean, Johnny Mundo spends most of the... Uh, match just kind of trying to make eyes with the fucking uh, crowd the entire time. Which and like, the crowd is they keep calling him impressed. Johnny Zero. It's very <laughs> offensive. Oh it, god, it's it, almost it, offensive. It's almost offensive saying as saying ass boys. Like it ranks up there with the with the wrestler slurs. It's I have to say. like it, it's like uh it's like whenever Roman Reign tried to speak at that one uh at like that one <laughs> wrestling match, and it's just fuck you, Roman. Yeah, well, oh, except yeah. in this case, Johnny Mundo's supposed time. to be the bad guy. Raw, uh, incorrect as that may be, in my humble opinion, he is supposed to be the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laughed. Um, yeah. I laughed when Johnny Mundo was setting up for the end of the world, and Killshot merely rolled out of the way. Yeah, I know. And he just he screams. Sets, <laughs> he sets up for the end of the world, and. And like so, Johnny's like kind of mugging at the crowd, and so Killshot just kind of scooches away, and Johnny turns around. And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, where are you going? Get the fuck back here!" Yeah, uh, Killshot has his, his biggest moment in the match when he crotches Johnny on the middle rope. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, then a DDT into the 450, but is a kick out, and you and it, the Super Bowl is a coming, which is a, also that works for us too, uh, as oh, Matt Striker says that they are throwing Hail Marys out there. <laughs> you tried you tried buddy. But uh, um, yeah. th- there's also a great line where they're both on the floor and um I think it was Killshot does some I don't know if it was quite a spear but but he basically he he's he's got Johnny up against the apron and he kind of like slams into him and Vamp makes a comment about how Killshot just shot the snot right out of Johnny Mundo's nostril. <laughs> and Stryker just goes, thanks for that visual, Vamp. Which, thank you, thank you Stryker. Uh, 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 for once, I actually agree mm-hmm. with Stryker. Thank you. Thank you for that. So um, they, they bump into Rick Knox, and Johnny yeah. Mundo uses this opportunity. So uh, Killshot dives at Johnny, and Johnny, like, back kicks him in the dick. I know. That was, of all the low blow shots I've seen, that was a, that was probably one of the better ones. I have to say that was sick. that that was a nice dick shot. Yeah, that was, that was a Mundo. great top tier, top ten dick shots. I have to say. top is. five then, maybe even. And Johnny yeah. Mundo hits the end of the world for the win. Yeah, there's that. There's those Rick Knox singles match shenanigans I was looking for earlier. I spoke too soon. So after the match, Johnny Mundo gets on the mic and he's like, my name is Johnny Mundo. And as far as I'm concerned, Mil Muertes, that little earthquake that shook you as a boy, that ain't nothing Came on the end of the world. Which, that was a sick line. I love I, I appreciate, I, I, appreciate this is, I think this is the first time anyone in ring has acknowledged the backstory of the earthquake. I but, know. I mean, on the other hand, like, yeah, Mil Muertes is a dick, but didn't that kill his entire family? 
Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, but like, also like, you know, fuck that. It's guy. a big trauma point for him that I'd probably feel more sympathetic about if he hadn't like murdered a bunch of people at this point. I feel like I feel like okay, here's my thing. I wouldn't feel sympathetic for him if anybody but Johnny Mundo had said something about it. Man, here's here's no 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 no. I I can't get behind this slander. Johnny Mundo is 100% correct for saying fuck you to this guy. Men will men will literally go to an underground fight club, kill a <laughs> bunch of people and win a world title rather than go to therapy over the earthquake that killed their I mean, whole family all, and also I mean, I, I mean, we've already talked about how, like, Mil Muertes and Katrina is a grooming situation. So, like... Mil Muertes and Katrina, that whole relationship is fun. Yeah, it was a grooming situation on Katrina's part, and yet Katrina still ended up the sub. That's that's the weirdest part of the relationship. It's all... <laughs> um, it's all a little... Either icky. way, so... so but, uh, but Mr. Machine Man, Cage, comes out. And yeah, and he's, he's like, like hey, I'm a hundred percent unlike our champion over there. Everybody going for this title. Jesus Christ. And Cade says that he threat he will not just break Mill's arm, he will break him in half because he's not a man. He's, he's a machine. And of course it gets a pop line. So I guess Cage is just a face now. That's yeah, it. of course. And Johnny Moon is like, shut up. We've all heard the line. <laughs> <laughs> see here's the thing i don't really remember him getting a pop line out of that in the last season so i guess just a bunch of people got new pop lines over the summer that that yep. everyone else knows about not me eh. i mean he said he did the i'm a machine Nobody thing all the time anything. people the, the crowd just finally realized it's very fun to chant it with him but That's he's been true. saying That's... he's a machine for a while i suppose uh, i suppose but and then cage calls scoreboard yeah He's like, yeah, the last time, the only time we fought each other, you lost like a bitch. And Johnny Mundo's like, uh, uh, uh no, no. The what? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No. And so, so Cage, Cage's like, Cage, all right, fine, let's Cage go right now. squares up and Mundo's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. But then Cage turns around to like flex at, at uh, Mill and Mundo comes back and is like, ha, I have the, I have the sneak attack. And then that doesn't work either. And then yeah. K, the Cage just absolutely trucks over this man like the thump whenever he just goes through this man's body is just like uh i, I could feel that from here i could yeah, feel that across just, time and space i think they describe it as like a fucking uh uh is that what they is that when they were talking about like it's like a traffic accident on yeah, it's like there's a pile up there's a pile yeah. up on like some on like the highway or something on like i-97 or whatever uh but after mundo scampers off for real yeah we cut back to a nice looking house uh and in this house sits sexy star in the, the, the most oh, essential God. The most Missy. essential, um, uh, the, 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 the most essential bit of home decoration is sexy star tied up in your, yeah, in and your living room. We have Marty, the moth Martinez in an ascot. My man's uh, just dressed like a fucking yuppie right now. Yeah. Like, who I did not realize that Marty Martinez came from money. That changes I, everything. I, I feel like it explains a lot, though. Like, no no one's that much of an entitled douchebag without coming from some kind of money. That's true. Uh, so he brings her a he's dead butterfly. That, he's, he's got all that fortune from his uh, Aztec family background. 
The mob oh, tribe oh, were the rich Aztec tribe. That's what yeah. we're suggesting hey, here. Hey, listen, <laughs> they are moths are attracted to shiny things. What's shinier than gold? Oh, you're right. Okay, I accept this. The, uh, the moth. I accept uh, that the moth that the moth tribe was very financially well off. That yeah, that's that. You know what, Curtis? Curtis hits another one out of the park. Keep. I was about to say we're going into this deep lore shit. We're going into deep. Yeah, they lore they here. were the house Damn. Lannister of their uh, day. Austin, we made such a good call bringing Curtis on for Lucha Underground. This shit is right up his alley in more ways than I guess we realize. But like, Ooh, my man's here for the lore. The proud moth said. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah um so i i guess this see am i the only one that felt like this was maybe neither of you have even seen this but i don't know felt like this was like a weird homage to red dragon because he's like he, he he's got like the whole like moth thing going and he's like just like the just like well okay he thinks it's a butterfly just like the proud caterpillar your change will be complete soon so i guess like i don't know they're implying that they're gonna like brainwasher or something i I don't know i I do need i do need to you kind of glossed over but the man's name is marty the moth martinez why can he not tell the difference between a moth and a butterfly yeah he's really got a dead moth in his hands and it's and he's calling it a butterfly also dude i'm surprised that you missed uh the clear silence of the lamb references going well, on there well the red dragon is silence of the lambs it's the same oh, it? it's the same franchise yeah oh no uh. kidding i never okay that i'm not as familiar with i just know specifically like the death's head moth from or whatever it was from uh silence of the lamb specifically yeah no there's also like uh, the, the it's a whole it's a whole thing it's like a it's a prequel i'm pretty sure to silence of the lambs where it's like uh it's another serial killer who's obsessed with like this idea of metamorphosis and yada yada yada. So I guess maybe they were going for Silence of the Lambs type shit. Oh boy, it's all coming together. Um, but um, but yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe they're planning on like brainwashing her or something. They're like yeah, but sister says it's all Mar- it- yeah. Marty Marty says that his her his sister says that it's almost time for Sexy Star to spread her wings and fly back to the temple. Man, she I can't be going alone. Alone, which will like, okay. be coming with her. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, we haven't seen the sister yet. I'm just looking forward to whenever Anthony Hopkins shows up and drag. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah, I already asked Austin about this last time. It's not a, it's not a psycho situation. They are legit with this. They are legit. There, he has there a sister. Is- Yes, there is. It's not. It's not Marty the Moth and Drag, which thank God. I um, just, I, I was saying Anthony Hopkins specifically. Like I want to see <laughs> actual Hannibal Lecter. Oh, up oh, Anthony Hopkins. I, I, so, I was thinking Anthony Perkins. Okay, different, different Anthony. Um, okay. Uh, fucking, fucking. Uh, also, it kind of dawned on me toward the end of this bit. My man Marty kept Sexy Star in here for like. Six six asshole months. Yep, he 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 has had her kidnapped the entire time. What? How? And she's still in the same costume. Like, yeah. How the fuck has nobody come looking for this? Like, lucha. Well, to be fair, illegal underground fighting ring. Well, but she's like she she's implied to be a prominent luchador, so. So how has nobody come looking for her? Uh, but I, I, I will say, now that you point out, Curtis, I do appreciate at the very least Marty still has the respect to like not unmask her. That's that's good etiquette, Marty. You keep yeah. that. Up. 
I was about to I was about to say who'd have thought that he'd have some luchador like actual etiquette going on. To be fair, with how much he simps for this idea of like him being part of like the proud Aztec tradition, that actually does kind of scan. Like he's almost a fanboy, just a particularly deranged fanboy. Oh my god, mm-hmm. wait, is he the equivalent is he a weeb? Is he an Aztec yeah. weeb? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's a little bit of an Aztec weeb. Oh god, he's been keeping sexy stars as waifu. No! He's oh, got a no. sexy store body pillow somewhere in his come house. Come on, did he say waifu in Espanol? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Espo- no. Es- I know it would be esposa, but I'm trying. No- okay, now I'm going to have to figure this out. I'm going to have to figure out what the Spanish I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say esposita. That that feels about right. Um, But either way. uh, So, yeah. So, uh, we'll. More, more to come on the random ass we're doing Silence of the Lambs now segment of Lucha Underground. Uh, what else? What, what uh, comes Then it's next? time uh, for the first oh, of yeah. two debut vignettes of the evening. Yes. As PJ Black. He's addicted to danger. Dare! Dare Wolf! The Dare Wolf! Dare they Dare open Dare. with a shot. They open with a shot of the night sky. Then the full moon then a wolf and yeah. then they get to him the, oh my then god there was he's out of the stars and the moon and austin's like back to the stars and i'm like oh arrow stars back. i thought it was arrow star but no he's in fact pj black it just it just occurred to me this guy is basically the living embodiment of the three wolf shirt there are two is wolves in there are wolves. two wolves inside that, of you i thought i thought that there were like i thought there was a specific really bad like Bowl, like wolf oh, bowler shirt. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's there not is, the there is. Meme. It's the. I know what you're talking about now. Yep, 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 yep. No, 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 uh, not yeah, not the. Two oh no, I, I see the shirt. I found I, the shirt. I know what you're yep, talking about. Yep. Also, wait, yeah. But also, there, I was there going for two, there are there, two wolves, there are two wolves inside of you. One who picks truth and one who picks dare. <laughs> and I am the dare wolf. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. we kind of discovered accidentally that, that silly as this is, the darewolf thing works on multiple levels because it's like it it's it's not a daredevil, it's not a werewolf, it's not a dire wolf, wolf it's, it's a, a darewolf. Dare so this guy, so but PJ Black, he rides his motorcycle out here on the highway, and these dudes just start like tailing him, and so he pulls into a motel. And the two dudes also pull into the motel and they take their helmets off. And first of all, they're luchadors, which means it is time for the return in this, in the Lucha Underground universe. There are always just random luchadors on the street who are willing to fight you. Absolutely. Going into fights. And it's, so a ru- it's a rough world out there, man. These two luchadors just like pick a fight with him for no known reason. So he just whoops their asses in a motel parking lot. Absolutely. You also got to uh, appreciate their dedication to the whole luchador thing because they're wearing those masks under full motorcycle helmets. Thank you. That shit's got to get so sweaty. Yeah, like that, man, they got to smell awful. Like, oh. That darewolf nose of his has got to be like absolutely in hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. He oh is not God. having is a he, good time. Is he actually a wolf? Oh no, he's King Cuerno's next target. No, King Cuerno's uh, like yeah. darewolf. The wolf, you, Did real say shit. Wolf? Uh, 
But then that leads into the fifth, ma- the next match, uh, the Mac versus PJ Black. Mac's back. Which God that kind, that, which that uh, rhyming name scheme messes up Stryker to the point where he's like, I just need to call him Darewolf from now on. <laughs> Pretty much, PJ Mac versus P- Fuck, I did it too. PJ the Mac versus, versus PJ Black. Yes. Okay, wait. I so does does PJ Black have like a significant indie presence? Because the audience was like flipping for him showing up. Well, that is because he was in WWE for quite a few years as Justin Gabriel. Is probably where people were this dude. No kidding. Mm -hmm. What is he up to nowadays? Is he still Uh, still doing indie stuff? Oh, being a even looking more like a hobo. (laughs) Oh no! Quite frankly. Oh dear. Well, I wish him the best. Uh, but yeah, he, being so, he being big into all into alternative medicine. Last I remember seeing him. Oh no! Dare not to say, get vaccines. I was about to say, you feeling yes. good about you feeling good about that endorsement now, David? You feeling good about that endorsement? <laughs> uh, I I rescind. <laughs> I, I rescind all. Uh, no, the, the 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 commentary on this is not meant to be reflective of the actual views of the hosts. Uh, uh, please, please don't cancel me. Um, yeah, so we're Darryl not, we're, is... too, we're too small to get canceled. It's fine. True. I will so... make this big just so I can cancel David. <laughs> no, do it, do it, do it. I did almost get us canceled on Twitter last week, but I, I you saved did. it. I'm um, going to need you to calm down. Yeah, I, 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 I will be, I, 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 I've learned my lesson anyway. Yeah. So. Vampiro asks what a darewolf is and almost immediately. And, and that's how we get the confirmation like, it is a daredevil werewolf person. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, and Vampiro also Obviously. asks, what is up with all these South Africans doing handstand kicks and all that? Because Angelico and is also South African and also does that. Something, something, two nickels. Yeah, two nickels it. There are a lot of two nickels in wrestling. Anyway, yeah. yeah so, so he and, he and Mac square up, and God, it, it's it's so easy to look at Mac and forget that he can hold his own with the flippiest of boys. Like mm-hmm. this ain't no giant versus cruiser match. Mac, Mac's being an athletic motherfucker the whole way through, and it's sick. Mac definitely has some moment where it's like it's like. There's a there's a there's a thing in the Warhammer universe talking about Space Marines about like how nothing that big should move that fast and that is Mac. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he oh there there are some wrestlers man who are big boys. Cage is also really like you. that. Cage is like that. Um, uh, if you if you're a fan of that kind of principle, you would love Wardlow. Uh, there there are a whole bunch of wrestlers out there that 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 are big boys mm-hmm. who can still flip. But yeah, Mac, I, want, uh, I want to shout out uh, PJ Black doing the Blue Thunder Bomb and it calling it Black to the Future. Oh my God! Yeah, that's a, that's his finisher, I guess. Which, uh... no, nah, his finisher is the 450. That's when it is oh. though. But yeah, the the Black to the Future, which I feel like that doesn't fit in with the Wolf theming, but you know, I'm I'm happy he was able to make the pun work. But puns. But puns, absolutely. That that that's what that's that's what that that's any wrestler's true theme deep down is just puns. puns. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but it's it's a it's a sick match. Those those two boys are flipping all over the place, and much to my shock, Mac actually gets the dub. Yeah, 
PJ Black tries to jump at him from the ropes and goes right into a stunner. Oh, hell nice. yeah, Austin oh, 316. Mac 316 says, I'm going to kick that fucking wolf's ass. Oh, you just reminded me, quick tangent. Uh, I need to confirm this, but someone showed saw a picture online of their deli- like their uh, person their drive through was Stone Cold Steve Austin for some yeah, fucking reason. Yeah, I also seen that video. I have no idea what that's about. I'm, I- no context, but I have seen that too. And yeah, I think that's a legit thing. But continuing with uh, the podcast. <laughs> sure. Uh, so the Matt gets the win. Then Lucha Underground, you know, just because you debut does not mean that you're going to win your first match, pal. Which you'll love to see it. I, I care much more about the Mac than I do about the Darewolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but we then get to the second debut video of the evening where snake snake girl is here cobra moon is here yes yeah, it was so funny because i was watching this and i'm like oh hey another like mass luchador lady uh that that's 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 nifty and then austin just starts going thunder rosa dig it dig it dig it dig it dig it and i went thunder rosa dig it dig it dig it dig it thunder rosa is a featured wrestler on aew that both me and david watch uh and this is from the before times when she was from what i remember very green and not good uh yeah, I remember being that, but... I yeah, I remember like I remember like post Lucha Underground hearing people talk about Thunder Rosa and I was like, huh, okay, who that? And then I was like, Cobra Moon, uh, not sure. And it wasn't really until she popped up in wrestling I was already watching and was good that I'm like, oh, she's good now. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, no. So uh, Austin's can Austin's warned me that apparently her run is not terribly impressive here, but also he he forgets to factor in the fact that i'm just extremely in the tank for thunder rosa so you know we'll see we'll see if i if i come out agreeing with austin about uh her relative yep. talents on but either here. way the cobra moon is a coming next week yes she up, which she means... beat up more roving luchadors the lizard tribe the lizard tribe is on its way which means luchasaurus is on his way yeah baby we're just getting hit after hit after hit I, I didn't write down any of her quotes, but I but she did appropriately roll the S's. Absolutely. When, when, she, when she said those lines, because she's a snake. She's a snake. I'm a snake in the grass. Yeah. So uh so she's on her way, which is amazing. I'm very mm-hmm. happy. Um and then we, we uh, get to our uh, final match of the evening. For our main event. The disciples of death versus prince puma and pentagon jr and i'm so happy matt striker finally named the disciples of death on commentary so i know who is who well he named two out of the three of them i'm still Which, in the that's all you need it's real that's, name that's yeah. all you need yeah exactly I, we got we got sinestro de la muerte el barrio negro and mr biscuits no i i i picked out his name this time don't you worry no uh, no this is now now i know that perp the one in the purple mask is el sinestro de la muerte yes uh the one in the gold mask is barrio negro yes oh i didn't realize that was the same guy hey david did you know that barrio negro is our Hennis? what the fuck yeah pulling double duty. wait what our yep. Hennis is what pulling double duty is barrio negro yes 
I did, I am deeply misremembering Arhenis' build then, because I don't remember being that tall or lanky. Which is funny, because Arhenis is uh, Latin for silver, and yet he is not the one in the silver mask. That is, of course, Tresse. 13. 13. 13. 13. Oh, 13. Uh, 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 uh. Amazing. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> he definitely looks he looks different in the uh, he looks he he looks different in the Sinestro de la or the, yeah, the the, the Barrio Negro. Wait, which one is he? Barrio Negro. Barrio Negro. Barrio Negro. Barrio yeah, he Negro. looks different in the, in the Barrio Negro. The one looks, that's in a the one that's in a full body. Full yeah, he looks a lot taller. Like you're in that bodysuit, man. I don't know. That's they put him in the taffy puller before he goes out. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we got to make sure nobody picks up it's the same guy, despite the yeah. The disciples come out in their hood and their nice monk hoods and they all and they all kneel for the for their king strikers once again waxing poetic about how the 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 true evil that has fallen over the temple like a dark cloud under under katrina's rule alongside mil muertes and the 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 disciples of death and of course vamp once again has to ruin the waxing poetic by going hey man long as she's still signing my checks i'm good bro Speaking of which, who would you rather have as the head of your wrestling network, Mills Muerte and Katrina or Vince McMahon? You know, see, here's my question is how I the think, fuck. I, I think Mill Muertes and Katrina are pretty upfront, you know, straightforward kind of people. I also yeah, I do think not... they're distinctly less evil than Vince McMahon. I also wonder, I, I was about to say, I don't think the other, I have not yet heard Katrina or Mills Muerte use any racial slurs either. So. I will say though, Katrina does, Katrina clearly does have uh, a history of making sexual advances on, uh, on yeah, she does least, a little bit so. of, she's, she's a little sexual, she has a little bit of sexual harass, light sexual harassment. As yeah, a, as so I, man, a lot of, lot of, lot of Lucha, Lucha Underground wrestlers came out of that shit signing some real heavy NDAs, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, but I see that, that does bring up one other, uh, logistic question I thought up is, uh, you know, with Katrina at the helm of this now, how does, how, how does not, uh, she convince the, the heads of the network? Well, okay, I guess kayfabe is that it's not actually on television. They're not airing anywhere. It's fine. No, that, but that's a wait. That doesn't make sense though. How the fuck are Striker and Vampiro there? You're asking who are they talking to? That's an interesting. Show. Oh, it's the crowd. It. They're just talking to the crowd. But the crowd can't hear them. They're not on live mics. They're on headsets. Oh, well, they're not. No, I thought. No, I assumed no, they were on live mics. Believe, I don't believe Austin here that that the show itself. That at the very least, in kayfabe, the wrestling is not being televised. I do not believe. I. I do not believe that it's being televised just on a closed circuit TV and only. Oh, like there we go. People. It's it's a not it's a close it, it's a local TV only situation. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Well, that's then, why those that's actually, why those dumb shits don't they, know don't know where the Fight Club is. I was about to say they've actually effectively got their. I, I imagine they've got their own cable network where you actually have to have someone run a line to your house so that you can connect. <laughs> You can only you can only you can only turn on Lucha Underground. It's kind of like how like in the ring they are like in uh in the specifically the original Japanese ring uh like they pop. It's like after the TV oh, not networks, the wrestling ring. Okay, no, in no. I meant the ring, the ring. Yes, um, okay, I do that. You know, like like after. After um uh, you know after TV networks stop broadcasting after like midnight, and then like 
after that, like Lucha Underground just kind of like pops in, like it just pops on, uh, and nobody is. It's like a haunted wrestling show. That's my theory. Mm. Ah, I see. That man, this <laughs> shit gets weirder and weirder every time. Okay, well then that then that makes a lot of sense. I was gonna ask how Katrina, the Ghost Witch, who's also new to being like. Uh, a, a showrunner of a of a of a commissioner of a wrestling program. How difficult uh, could it be? Con- to convince put, to write well, three con- convi- well, convince the network. Well, no, to like yeah, to convince the network to 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 let her keep running the show is such a green exact. But clearly, if she's dealing with ghosts TV, then she could very easily convince all the ghosts. Listen, listen, uh, I don't want to give I don't want to give spoilers to where certain storylines go. But quite frankly. Dario's storyline makes less sense unless, like, if we consider Lucha Underground to be something that has any sort of national televising re- televised reach. Yeah, which, yeah, no, the I guess the answer really is don't think about it too hard. You're yeah, right. uh-huh. Mortal Kombat Lucha Underground crossover. When <laughs> I would love that. I don't know why, but I'm just thinking of like the underground fighting tournaments now for some oh, reason. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm here for that. That'd be a sick video game. Mortal Kombat. I want to watch Shao Kahn absolutely shatter Johnny Mundo. Yes, and then him and Mil Muertes form a tag team that that rival the Brothers of Destruction. God damn. Um, yeah. Let's so... let's get back on track to our yeah. matches here. Now that we have covered um, how Katrina runs this operation, uh, Prince. Uh, when Pentagon Junior comes out. vampiro is asked to like describe to the new viewers like how cool pentagon jr is and he's like god damn it man uh this is tough for me i would i I did a lot of therapy for this to not have to be this i'm on doctor's orders stop making me talk about it yeah this one just feel like strikers doing this on purpose but yeah he's like he's like Vampira is super defensive about talking about Pentagon Jr. And then uh, Stryker just keeps asking about it anyway. Mm-hmm. He's definitely doing this on purpose. Yep. So the match itself is basically like when, Pen- when Pentagon Jr. and Puma can get on the same page with each other, they kind of just kick all the ass because they are much better than individually than any of these stupid putties. But Absolutely. they can't stay on the same page. <laughs> Whenever they, get an opportunity they to, whenever they get an opportunity to be in, get in a pissing contest, they do that. Oh, they piss all over that ring. <laughs> all over each other. It's a whole mess. Um, so much piss. It, so much piss. It is also nice to know that Stryker was pretty much just as clueless about the identities of, uh, identities of the disciples as we are. He takes a long time to get specific it, about any of their identities. It does. But <laughs> and I every time so he happy. says one, he, sounds, he always sounds a little unsure that he actually got it right. Which one is which? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, like in, when they get individual opportunities to fight them, they go hard. Like when Pentagon uh, comes in and just slaps the shit out of all three of them. Oh yeah, there's like also a bit where the other. <laughs> there, there's also a bit where the disciples like kick one of them from behind, and Vamp goes like, "I never get that. You you kick a guy in the ass. Why?" And Vamp once again needs to stop asking questions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um, but the the match ends 
where um, Puma hits the 630 on Trece and Pen- and Pentagon Jr. tags him before he jumps off the top rope and yeah. pin steals like a yeah. bastard. Like a bitch. Now, now Pen is going to get all that XP and Puma's not going to see a lick Puma's of it. A, Puma's death- only getting, Puma only gets half XP for tagging out and not finishing the fight. What now, didn't you bitch. hear uh, that that uh, Jaguar helmet actually uh, counts as an EXP share? <laughs> oh, okay. Of course. Obviously. Now, there is one thing that we also uh, have neglected, and that's uh, the role that The Rock was playing in this match, actually, if we remember oh, correctly. Oh, yeah. The Oh, The Rock. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Katrina... It, we we've been calling hacks on that for a hot minute now on this on this on this show. All she has to Katrina, do is raise the rock, and suddenly they're like ten times better. But it See, wasn't just that they stopped trying to win the match when she did that, and just started trying to take Puma's mask off the entire time. Yeah, well, that's just because they're a bunch of bastard men. Well, I guess it, bastard zombies. It only happened when the rock came up. They only oh, started rock. being dicks like that whenever the rock went up. I think this, we're gonna you see know, more of what katrina's plans are here Ooh! i god damn curtis keeps hitting it jesus christ god damn fuck can we have you on every week um no, <laughs> but, uh yeah jesus christ all right uh no you're right but it, it, it's making them more aggro at the very least um but also uh, i i will always once again consider uh consider at what point is katrina like a, what at what point does her arm get tired? Like the real strategist wait now to like that's why that's why she head. can't that's why she can't just constantly use the rock. Is it will ah, tire yes. her out. Just get Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A- obviously. She See, has to I, be I'm, strategic with the magic rock of evil. I'm wondering if they're gonna bring back the hacks that they did partway through last season where like if the disciples of death are walking in like a counterclockwise circle around the ring while Mills fighting, that gives him a power up. They did that once. I want to know if they're going to bring that back. Cause I was expecting them to do that during the evil East fight and they did not Um, so no, I don't they were know. Too busy, we'll uh, they were too busy keeping the other two members of the menage a trois of brutality. Uh, occupied. this is true. This is mm-hmm. true. Um, true. well, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see though, how hard, how, how many cheat codes Katrina is employing now that she's commissioner. Um, but yeah, so they, they still get the dub and Penta's like, that was fun. Hey, Puma, I'm going to break your fucking arm now. <laughs> and Puma's like, uh, no, no don't the please. No, which they, they do know that is the first time that Penta has gone to break someone's arm and they've gotten out of it. Yeah. Yes. They other times, other time, other times that someone has avoided the breaking arm. Somebody else was like, broke that shit up. Yeah, Puma like got they up, got, got out of they got himself. out of the way early enough that they that they avoided getting in the hold in the first place. Yeah, through the power of potential protagonistiness. Absolutely, he, plot Puma armor. Puma baby. got that plot armor to not get his arm broken right now. Absolutely, but uh, also Puma the whole time, the and... Penta while he had while Penta had Puma in the hold, he was staring down Vampiro, and Vampiro was like, "Please stop, Daddy, notice me." <laughs> And Pierce was like, like, I'm getting a restraining order. Uh, so Puma and Penta escape. Uh, a friendship was not forged here. But then we cut to the final post-credit scene of the evening, 
where we get uh, the guy in the hoodie and a mysterious figure is a mystery- talking uh, uh, off screen. A a uh, a rather uh, a rather familiar. Uh, slightly higher pitch, nary, uh, slightly, na- slightly more nasal, slightly scratchier voice. Nary speech. a uh, nary a ray of light shining on mm. this man's face. No, yeah, he explains abs- that he explains that the El Dragon Azteca mask has a lot of history to it and a lot of power to it. And even at one point in time, he had been the one who was set to inherit this dragon mask. But he decided to not. He decided to take a different path. It wasn't his destiny. It is the destiny of the man sitting in front of him to become the new El Dragon Azteca. And he's like, as for me, I I, I think I enjoy the path I chose. And they cut over and coming slowly out of the darkness is not, the not, not neon the I, I'm, I'm pretty the happy mask with the mask I've chosen. chosen. And it cuts to him. And it is Ray Mysterio. Six, one, nine. Yeah, baby. Yep. My favorite. My favorite is here. Yep. Yes. When I say that I lost my freaking mind seeing Ray Mysterio's face, well, his mask again, rather, hearing that voice, like I said, I felt like I was back playing uh, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio on uh, SmackDown versus Raw again. Oh my God! Holy yeah. shit! And this is so perfect. I got so excited because again, the last time, the last time the three of us like hung out interpersonally, you we, we were talking about wrestling a little bit, and and Curtis, you kind of told us that I, you told us for the first time that you had that you had like used to be a wrestling fan, and you you mentioned that your favorite wrestler back in the day was Rey Mysterio, and I was like, oh shit, mine too, and then I realized, oh, we're getting you on for Lucha Underground. That I know Ray shows up at some point in like the later seasons. I don't know when. So the fact that the last episode, the very last seconds of the of the last episode we watched tonight, ended with a Ray Mysterio reveal is just so fucking yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Also- so this this was part of uh, the period of time where WWE had released Ray again because they were like, Ray, you're too old. We're not doing shit with you. So mm-hmm. and so Ray was available as a free agent to do this, and so he is on Lucha Underground now. I know, it's so cool. Oh, god damn! Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember I got really into just everything lucha like luchador inspired like I got into Rey Mysterio I got into Nacho Libre of all things but I also ah, got yeah. into Mucha fucking Lucha which is a great fucking Thanks. show We need to watch Mucha Lucha on this podcast Oh lucha yeah lucha I remember Mucha Lucha The Flea The Flea Ricochet The Flea Dude Mucha Lucha was awesome it Mucha fucking Lucha. was the world-renowned International School of Lucha. Yeah, I just I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember watching it as a kid, and I was like, "This is sick." It it oh, was so good. I remember there was like some sort of a like a a like a, a computer game on like I think it was Nickelodeon's website uh, that was Mucha Lucha themed or whatever, uh, Mucha Lucha was on. I can't remember which network it ended up on mm-hmm. that. I used to play constantly and it was so much That's fun. Awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah. So, 
the, what a fucking way to close out these opening yeah. two episodes of the season. Yeah. Holy and, shit. And, and I'll throw in here is that this is issue one of the Lucha Underground comic is a hunt is all about this is Ray learning that El Dragon Azteca was murdered. And so he's like, I got to go to Los Angeles. And he comes and meets El Dragon Azteca. And El Dragon Azteca is like, I'm here for revenge. And Ray's like, I'm not. I'm here to, to, to be the peacekeeper and save this city from Lucha, from the, from the darkness. And Absolutely. so. Darkness, so, darkness, yeah. the light, darkness, friendship, darkness. darkness. Kingdom Hearts, yes. Kingdom Hearts, uh, darkness, yes. <laughs> Dario Cueto's key is a keyblade, actually. <sighs> No, god damn it. Did Dario get norted? Did Dario get norted? <laughs> Dario's been norted no, from the start. Dario, not nah, Dario is the one who does the norting. <gasps> Dario oh, is you right. You right. Next I time on Noobs it. and Knockouts, we talk about the uh, Kingdom Hearts uh Lucha Underground crossover. Oh, no, no. Yes. yes! No. Oh, what a better way to be. Yes. That what a fun way to end uh, the Lucha Underground season two premiere. The stakes have been raised. Mm -hmm. uh, we so we will be back to have to see all of these new and exciting uh, pieces on this board. Um, yeah, before we kind of start closing things out here, Curtis, uh, any final thoughts? Uh no, honestly, just thanks for having me, guys. I kind of forgot how much fun talking about wrestling can be. And God, I'm going to be reverting back to my middle school self in certain parts of this. So uh, yes. thanks for <laughs> Yes. Good. No, it, it's, it was so sick to get you on. This is something I've been, this is something we've both been looking forward to for a long, we've been ever, I mean, ever since we started the show, you know, we got, we got Claire on, we got Elizabeth on, we, we've been waiting for the moment we could finally complete uh, the, the, the Fant five stick uh, collection on Noobs and Knockouts. It, it's an absolute blast. Uh, having you join us and we very much look forward to i think i speak for both i very much look forward to yep. when you join us again in the future mm -hmm. at some point i look forward to it as well yeah hell yeah brother so that puts us a wrap here on this episode next time on mm. the news and knockouts podcast i am very much a full circle kind of person i yeah, love the symmetry i love symmetry as as like uh, poetry as, it rhymes and yes unironically yes our own personal george lucas yes uh, i will take that when wear it with pride. So <laughs> next episode is our 100th episode. Ooh. And I've known for a long time what I wanted to do for this episode. Mm. Our first episode, I, I must apologize, David, because we have to go to 2011 one last time. Son of a bitch! Sorry, Why? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why? Let me explain, all right? Because episode one, was David's first episode of wrestling. Episode 100 will be my first episode of wrestling. As we okay. will cycle back to the episode of SmackDown that was the first episode of WWE I ever remember watching. Ooh. All righty. You know what? Fuck the fact that we can't escape the year of our you, Lord 2011 on this You can't podcast. escape my personal nostalgia tripping fuck David the fact that we that that you keep dragging me back to three 
hour raws, you piece of hey, shit. Hey, this is this is two hour. This is two hour SmackDown this time. All right. Oh, two hour SmackDown. This is better. is better. Okay, okay. I can deal with two hour SmackDown. All right, but this is very exciting. This I think is that'll be a hell of a way to commemorate one hundred episodes of the Noobs and Knockouts. I'm yeah. excited. Yes. Uh, until then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. My dear friends, thank you so much for once again joining us on yet another episode of the News and Knockouts podcast. It is a delight to have you here. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. It's great to have you here. New people. Hey, hi, how's it going? We are delighted to have you here as well. We here at the News and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you are brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we hope you feel welcome here. We hope you've had a great time here. If you would like to keep having a great time with us, well, I will tell you exactly how to do that. You got four whole methods, my friends. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, give us that mm, sweet, sweet engagement. Check out all of the playlists. Austin has been kind enough to organize all the arcs we follow into their own separate playlists so you can follow some of them all the way down without having to skip around. And you can see all of our beautiful, wonderful faces and all the nice little visual gags we hide in here for people who, who, who deign to watch us. It's great. Um, but if you're a fan of the audio-only experience, we have you covered there as well. You can listen to us on three. That's, uh, that's right, I said three of the best places to find your podcasts spotify google podcast apple podcast give us a listen there uh download us uh, give us a nice little five-star rating if you're so inclined and a, and a review that tells people in the algorithm hey these guys are pretty cool and maybe more people should be listening to them i don't know i'm just saying but of course going past the content cons uh consumption experience of our show you can also get in contact with us all over the interwebs we got some social media folks ain't that nifty first and foremost of course you can find us on twitter at noobs and Noxpod on twitter that's at noobs the letter n Noxpod on twitter come check us out there uh we post memes we engage in discourse we put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell's going on and of course the highlight of our twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every wednesday night at 8 p.m we are watching aew dynamite and tweeting all about it it's a great time. I've been taking over responsibilities as of late. Austin uh, will be returning to duties soon enough, though I imagine we'll may maybe be splitting our voice a little more uh, amongst amongst Wednesdays as well. And, of course, uh, if I'm feeling especially spicy, on Friday nights at 10 p.m. on TBS, we are watching AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on, tweeting about all that as well. And, of course, on top of all of that, Austin does his due diligence by covering every single major company pay-per-view that is happening as it happens my friend what is on the docket coming up all right so on january 28th a, a, a mere week from now we have Ooh, the royal rumble happening oh, in the wwe 30 men enter 30 women enter one man and one woman will be receiving world championship matches at wrestlemania 39 point to uh, that sign a, baby fucking point to it Sign pointing is a coming. Absolutely. Uh, then we will have in a, in the Mountain Dew pitch black match. What does that mean? I don't know. Just don't stop know. asking. <laughs> Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. All right. Uh, then for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, also known of the course Ooh as the Woo the Woo Championship. 
will be Ooh. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And oh, then baby. For the, for the Raw Women's Championship, we have Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. She, Alexa Bliss Ooh. is not having a good time right now that Bray oh, Wyatt no. is returned. This um, is true. This is true. On March 5th is AEW Revolution. AEW's first pay-per-view in California. And that is so far off. I got no matches for it right now. Sorry about that. Not a thing. Speaking of being too far off, Impact Wrestling has Rebellion on April 16th. They just finished uh, with Hard to Kill. kill. Phenomenal show. uh, Mm. Especially if you get a chance to see uh, Josh Alexander versus Bu- uh, Bully Ray for the Impact Championship, or uh, Mickey James versus Jordan Grace for the Impact Women's Championship. Check that shit out. But it will be a hot minute before uh, a- April 16th. It's a whole like three months away because that's how time works. Uh, but as the matches for that show uh, get added, we will note them here on the, sh- on the yeah. podcast. Absolutely. So come check us out over on the Twitter. It's a great time. If you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for whatever reason, for uh, for any period of time, you like it over on the Twitter. Our voices carry over pretty well. It's super fun. Of course, if you want to get in super duper direct contact with us, you can email us because we got an email address. That's also pretty cool. You can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Tell us how based and red polar hot takes are, how fucking stupid they are. Uh, Either way, come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, we're also on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. $1 a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith for uh, being a friend of the show and contributing to that $1 tier. Enjoy your perks, buddy. If you want to enjoy some of those nice little perks along with our boy Kyle, give us a give us a, a nice little buckarino too if you're so inclined over at Noobs and Knockouts Podcast over on the Patreon. Uh, link is in the Twitter. Uh, one last time, Curtis, thank you so much for being here. Uh, anything, my friend, you would like to plug before we go? Nope, nothing, Not no plugs on my end. Uh, just thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. And see you all next time. Hasta luego.